This is For Your Consideration. I'm Will from Texas, and I'm here with my co-host Tyler. And Tyler, you got two of my dearest friends on the show today. I'm really excited about today's episode. Yeah, I am too. I'm uh, I'm mediocre Tyler here in Kansas City. Uh, well, oh. also old too, so uh, you know, I can't mediocre. be good old. <laughs> hey, hey, these shows don't happen without you. These uh, fun. Uh, Place to be projects aren't happening without you. For the people out there, Tyler's the one that compiles the data um, so that we can have these fun polls, and he's the one who puts all the numbers together. So now you're, you're a valuable component to the to the process. But um, the the guys I'm going to talk to today are my good buddy Johnny Sorrow. Johnny, we've done I don't know hundreds of podcasts together. Yes. You know, uh, the, the place to be would know you as one of the titans of wrestling in the Titans show. Mm-hmm. And, and if I may interrupt, Will, at this point, I don't, I'm just, I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. I've, I've stopped doing my morning DJ name. Uh, so, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do that anymore. Uh, I'm still calling you Johnny Sorrow. Uh, okay, go, you can, but yeah, go ahead. I'll just say Johnny. Unless there's another Johnny out there, then you're Johnny Sorrow. Sorry. All right. Anyway, me and Johnny, we go way back. And then uh, my buddy from the Northeast, Marty. Marty and I just did a podcast on uh, the 25 greatest hair metal songs. Oh, boy. Uh, I think that that can be uh, found right here on Place to Be as well, right, Marty? I think we broke some records. I think we did like five hours on one of those episodes. But anyways, uh, yeah. glad to me, be here. No- Marty, then me. I mean, I ask you this then, and you too, Will. As aficionados of hair metal, have you been watching Peacemaker on HBO Max? I have. Yes. Need to. It's the yes. entire soundtrack is hair metal, and it's a lot of deep cuts. It really that, is. I heard yeah. that like Vane. I heard some even some Scandinavian bands made it like record yeah. slums. Makes yeah. I, to- I told you that Love Bomb song made it, Marty. Yeah, Tiger Tail, the Welsh glam band that I love. It's so great. It's great. I- I'm not a hair metal fan, but it's perfect for the show. I'm I'm enjoying it immensely. Yeah. And anyway, guys, mm-hmm. the, the reason I have the two of you on here is because I fully admit I have not watched WWE on a regular basis, consistent basis in years. Okay. And I needed two guys who have actually kept up with the product over the last five years. Johnny, I know we talked. I know you don't watch it every week, but no, you've kept up with it. You know who the champions are. You know who's won the belt, lost the belt. I know you watch pay-per-views. On oh, yeah. I, I, watched, I watched the pay-per-views and SmackDown occasionally and live events because they're coming to Denver a lot now because it's a hot crowd. That's gotcha. it. I'm, in no way am I watching as much but, as I used to But over the last five years, you have been. Oh over, yes, yes. Over the last five doing years, doing the Hulu shows, I know for a long time, and and Marty, I know you tweet about WWE all the time, and I know you go to a bunch of their shows. And yeah. um, it's a pretty I call Marty's Twitter the worst Twitter ever, but you know maybe we can get, get something going with that, Marty. I hate your wrestling Twitter takes, but that's yeah. Happens. 
So yeah, my Twitter superstar sleeves. That's double double E Z E if anybody wants to follow. But yeah, actually, it's really funny. It's right like 15 minutes before <laughs> this, I tweeted Charles, aka Lost from PWO something, and he tweeted me back. You're the only person I know who still watches WWE consistently. So this is a very sad claim to fame. But yes, I watch Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> that's why you're on this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, somebody's like tapping or something. Something's driving me nuts there. I mean, Marty, Marty, you more than I am now because. The the last time I've watched a three hour raw was last Monday live. I don't I haven't done that in years. Well, in fairness, I do watch the Hulu version because I cut the cord. So it's no, you me too, and then I can't even watch that anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. it be pretty, well, yeah, it's pretty rough. I use the back as background noise, and I pick my head up every once in a while. So. Uh huh. All right. Well, anyway, we're we're just gonna talk a bunch of background noise here on today's show. And uh, we have a little theme for today's show. We're going to do guys who were world champs in the last five years. Not all of the world champs, because we're going to save some of them for other shows. But um, that's kind of the theme. So every person that we talk about today has been a world champion, either the Raw champion or the SmackDown champion. I don't know the name of the official world title belts anymore. Is it, is it Raw and SmackDown champions? It's, 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 it's uh, universal and world. Yeah, okay. flip flop between the shows, so I can never keep up with which ones are which. But yeah, got it. Okay, well, let's let's just jump right into this, and uh, we're going to talk about a couple of guys who are no longer with the company. Okay, but they were world champions, and the first one's an interesting case here, Johnny, and it's Bray Wyatt. And the reason mm-hmm. um he's interesting is because when we did this poll five years ago. Bray Wyatt was one of those guys where his claim to fame was the Wyatt family, you know, mm-hmm. with the butterflies or the fireflies, excuse me, butterflies, whatever. Okay. Um, and mm-hmm. since then, he's had the fiend, and then he left the company, you know. But what has Bray Wyatt's career meant in the last five years? Like, he completely reinvented himself. And so I, I want to hear you talk about Bray Wyatt. Uh, okay, see, it's over the last five years. Like I, a lot of my memories of Bray Wyatt, I I don't remember. If, was that in the last five years or not? I'm I'm not quite sure. You know, I, there was the stuff I liked, the stuff I didn't like. Let me just focus on the Fiend then. Sure, it doesn't matter if, if you don't mind, because there was a lot of old Bray Wyatt I really liked, but and we've got a lot of people here, so let me just focus on the fiend, and also say a lot of my opinions on wrestling lately are now being forged through the the lens of my nephew and his best friends across the street. Right, but he's not on the, the show, show, so nobody. But listen, but no, listen to me. But a lot of my opinions on these characters and what they're doing is through that, and this is telling. I hated it at first because I thought the I thought the Mr. Rogers stuff was I like that. I thought that was okay. And then when he was an just unbeatable monster movie guy who is invulnerable, I fucking hated it. The kids at first yeah, like, garbage. Yeah, the kids at first were like, that's so fucking awesome. And then I heard they sold a lot of that merch to those kids, but it didn't have sustainability because in this household, those kids, after two months, were like, this is stupid, and turned on it like that. So right. and I, I, I know that it sold a lot of merchandise. I know it sort of resurrected his career, and a lot of people dug it. 
not me. I think it's hilarious that they gave it to Alexa Bliss and she's better at it. I, yeah, that's 100% funny. 100% co-sign that. Alexa Bliss is way better at it, yeah. All right. Well, so so Marty, um, are, are you on speakerphone or something, Marty? You sound kind of distant. Really? I actually am using a microphone. I'm kind of surprised. should sound fine. Okay. Is that better? It's all right. Okay. Um, sure. Why not? It doesn't matter. We're not like a real professional outfit here or anything. It's no big deal. I was just curious. Um, but Marty, like, what, what's your take on Bray Wyatt slash being over last five years? I think he's horrible, but that's just me. Yeah, not, not a huge fan. Probably won't make my list. Um, I'll touch on two things that Giant didn't touch on. So what I did for this is I went through every pay-per-view card from 2017, Royal Rumble 2017, to present day and just wrote up little notes on all the guys. Wow. So Bray Wyatt's stuff on 2017 and 2018, very – 2017 was like the Orton stuff, some Finn Balor stuff I don't remember. 2018 is the Matt Hardy stuff with like the Laker reincarnation, all a bunch of shit I didn't really care for. So the Fiend reinvention happened in 2019. The Rollins feud is maybe the all-time worst WWE main event feud. Uh, the Jay O'Brien stuff was great. That's the one thing about Jay O'Brien is he can you know make chicken salad out of chicken shit. You're and right. You're right. That was the one. That was the one good point in all of that shit. You're right. It really was. After that, it was all pretty terrible stuff with, like, Braun Strowman and other things. Uh, and then, to Jai's point, Alexa Bliss took the ball, ran with it. I really enjoyed the Alexa Bliss-Randy Orton-like feud that was going on with the fireballs and the black uh, gook and all that shit. But, what, yeah, wait, so you but, enjoyed, like, the, the pay-per-view where uh, Bray Wyatt caught on fire? Oh, no, uh, yeah, I kind I, of I thought that was horrible. I enjoyed the ending. I didn't really enjoy the what led into it but yeah you will hold you what you enjoyed the mannequin getting burned that was well, so yeah. funny <laughs> i mean i i thought it was campy i enjoyed the campy okay but yeah that, that's pretty much it on bray Wyatt. yeah he wouldn't make a list for me at all it, it's too far oh the um firefly fun uh funhouse stuff i did enjoy the the vignettes like the stuff with the rabbits and the yeah, no, the 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 evil demon Vince puppet always cracked me up coming in and yelling at <laughs> yelling at him going like, God damn it, lose some weight, you fat fuck. And I was like, that's, okay, that's funny. Oh, yeah. They had that song like do the muscle man dance. That was yeah. in the scene. Of, the scene of shit was like there was elements to it that was pretty funny. The Saturday Night's main event segment of that Mania match was very entertaining. Uh, you, know, you mean that mania uh, video like production? Yeah, video yeah. production. When he, yeah, the whole Saturday Night. I, I enjoyed it, actually. I actually enjoyed it when it happened. You know? Because I didn't want to see him wrestle, and that was the closest you could get to featuring him without him having to wrestle. So I was really pleasantly surprised with that. I'll also say you I'm know? very happy he hasn't ended up in AEW because, uh, yeah, he probably would suck there, too. So I don't know, man. I mean,. Oh no! I mean, it's it's weird. Tyler, did did Bray Wyatt even make the list last time? He finished at number one thirty on the overall list. Yeah, he's not making the list now, unless people really take to heart that he sold a lot of merchandise and, and move them up for that reason. Now, because the, the work has been. Amazing. I'm I'm sorry, uh, Tyler. Tyler, if you don't mind, I'm sorry. Well, 
uh, fill me in on the list. You know, I don't pay attention to any lists. That's just made no offense to anybody. How, what, what exactly is the list and how many numbers are there? So it was uh, people voting on their top 100 WWE wrestlers of all time. Of all so time? Uh, yeah, okay. since, since the 60s until now, yeah, hold on, and how many were on that list? Oh, I don't remember how many total there were at least 300, it may have been like low 400. Oh, okay, I did okay, I see. I, I, I wouldn't have, Johnny, had, Johnny, I wouldn't have had him that high, <laughs> I wouldn't have him that high either. So, <laughs> I don't Johnny, think he'll be that high. <laughs> I did, had a podcast, uh huh, we were talking about the list. I'm, I'm, I'm sure, dude. I'm just, I just wanted yeah. to be reminded about, uh, like, if you say out of 300 and something, I'm like, oh, maybe okay. And the, the, I'm thinking that PWI 500 mode. So I do, you, know, you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys like Dominic Danucci and guys like that. I put ahead of Bray Wyatt at 130, whatever. So just, but, just saying. Yeah, and and uh, the criteria was uh, we used an NJPW, which was nuance uh which could be longevity versatility mm. where they get it he get as a heel get in tags and singles that sort of thing mm-hmm. jump up so big moments um p was promos and w was work rate so um and it, that's all somewhat subjective but that those were kind of the the things to consider so it wasn't all work rate and it wasn't uh, all star power that sort of thing oh. I get it. And then I love that you take into account, you know, like promo ability and that stuff, because that's where he'd score the highest. That's what he was the best at. Uh, but is, did it also account for really ridiculous creative that even I couldn't believe? And, and I I have, you know, I'm willing to believe a lot in wrestling and be fine with it. But it, like the creepy kids with John Cena loved it. But then it got to like, like, I didn't like the Undertaker stuff when I was in my 20s. So. I was predisposed to not like the magic stuff all that much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Johnny, here, here's the reality. You just list people where you want them to. Like, I, I didn't follow that formula at all. Oh, that's it. That's how, that's what I would have done. I wouldn't have had any. I mean, I, any I, had, I had like. What is this, math class? Johnny, because I like midgets. You know. Hey, I mean, me whatever. too. Anyway. You know. So, who's next? All right, let's go. So next we're going to talk about another former Wyatt member. All right. And uh, he was also world champion. And 2018, I had the the displeasure of watching a great pay-per-view with one of the worst main events I've ever attended live. And that was Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in a Hell in the Cell. Uh Okay. And so we're talking about Braun Strowman. And that was the Hell in the Cell 2018 pay-per-view was awesome, especially live. But what a horrible way to end the show. But Braun Strowman, I mean, he's one of those guys where he had, like, matches with Reigns and, you know, and but then he had stuff like where he was uh, the, the tag partner to the little kid at that one WrestleMania. And I don't know. I, Braun Strowman's one of those guys where I think it's more uh, potential than actual you know, goods in his resume. What do, what do you think, Johnny? Ron oh, okay, okay. Let's start with me again. Okay. Um, oh, shit, I'm sorry. Big hairy guy, big hairy guy, go. Oh. 
I'm sorry. I am going for. Uh, I, I thought you were going to switch around. Anyway, I, I forgot. I forgot who went first last time. I just said Johnny. Okay, I got you. You're just you're uh, bubbling in and out of there. Anyway, Braun Strowman sucks. Let me just get that out of the way. I never liked him. I I thought he got better. I was like, you know, he was a big stiff. He had a great look. Uh, I remember when people like online were like, boy, Vince really missed the ball on not pushing, making Strowman like the big undefeatable champion, you know, like, like a Goldberg or something. I'm like, no, are you kidding me? He sucks. You know, he, he used him as an attraction guy. Never liked Braun Strowman at all. Like I said, okay. I thought he, he got better, you know, but. Yeah, never a fan. That. I was never. I've never a fan of Braun Strowman. I mean, I can't even. No, I never liked the guy. He he was cha- channel changing for me. Got it, Marty. I'm sorry I didn't uh, let you answer this first. Uh, what's your thoughts on Braun Strowman? A little opposite of Johnny. I actually peaked high earlier on Braun. I enjoyed the 2017 series with Roman. I don't actually remember the 2018 match, Will, that you were talking about, but I believe it probably wasn't that great. But the 2017 stuff early in the front half of the year, I remember being pretty good. He had the stuff with Big Show in 2017. But once they started doing the Nicholas stuff and the more humor stuff, I remember I watched, oh, they were doing, um, they were kind of playing off that Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss like had like a fake relationship because Alexa Bliss was with like Buddy Murphy in real life. But like they were kind of playing that in like a mixed tag team tournament. And I happened to watch like some silly like um, road trip episode with them. Yes, it was good because they were actually they were they were actually riding partners. And that okay that was that tag team tournament they did. And it was only shown online. And that was actually I I saw a little bit of that as well. Okay, I I meant I meant a little bit. That was good. I like that. That's it. Sorry. So, so the, the it's interesting bringing that up. So he kind of mentions in that road trip that he really likes comedy, and that's like the worst thing you can admit in WWE because they immediately uh-huh. made him start doing comedy shit in 2018, and it was all downhill from there. Uh, well, Marty, um, if, Marty, though, if I may, in that same episode, he revealed that he used an app to keep a track of everywhere he takes a dump on the road because he thinks that's funny. That. I'm like, fuck, fuck you. I know. It was so gross. And it's just like, why does this put up with this? And, you know, yeah, it was pretty bad. So anyway, so there was a lot of Braun Strowman, Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin's going to come up a lot in this podcast, even though he's not actually oh. a world champion because he feuds with a lot of these people. That was really rough shit. One of the, I think the other thing that really sunk Braun is that Brock did not like working with Braun. So every time Braun mm. worked with Brock, Brock would just sandbag him and actually literally hit the fucking shit out of him. There's that one really famous moment where Brock. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, so ever since after that, they would still pair them up, and Brock would just squash the shit out of them. He did have the big match with Tyson Fury in Saudi Arabia, uh, but nothing really came of it, even though Tyson Fury is a pretty big name. And then yeah. the pandemic was terrible for him, just a lot of bad shit. Some, it just nothing worked out for him. And then had the horrible Shane McMahon feud to end his run. Uh, I agree. I, I'm a big fan of power wrestlers. I think there is something there so with Braun Strowman. Um, but yeah, it just was not a good run for him. Oh, and then he started going choo choo while being a train around the ring, and uh, and yeah. they added in the sound effect of choo choo while he do his little train thing around the ring. Uh, yeah, stunk. 
that did stink. I, I like the train spot uh, when they first did it. You know, he'd run around the ring real fast, hit those shoulder blocks. People would take some big bumps for it. It was a good spot, but they fucked it up by making him do it all the time and yeah. adding sound effects and calling him the Strowman. Oh, God. It was, it was bad. All right. Uh, Tyler, did Strowman finish uh, on the list last time at all? He, fin- he finished at number 145 on the overall list, which freaking shocks me. Um, oh, wow. We wow. voted... Yeah. Tyler, I have a question. When did the voting actually end? And and that was my next point, Marty. It was in 2017. It was what I would think was his hottest time. So that's when he had, uh, you know, his matches with Reigns. There was an ambulance match at the very prestigious Great Balls of Fire premium live event, as I recall. Okay. Yeah. And he, that was he a good was match. In, and he was in that really good four-way match at SummerSlam with Brock and Samoa Joe and Reigns. Mm-hmm. So well, I mean, there he, was that, okay. he was I mean, in that match. That's all I'm saying with it. So <laughs> also appearing. So the voting took place on December 31st, 2017. Correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So I don't really have to include the 2017 stuff then for the, this podcast. Okay. You don't at all. You don't have to. You know, I just say last five years because it's easier to keep track. But if you want to do last four years, Marty? That's fine. You know, it does. But um. So yeah, no, but nobody here is like putting Strowman higher on the list, right? No, twenty seventeen uh, was clearly his peak. If anything, yeah, he's coming down. He's coming. He's down on the he's on the list of guys I never want to see show up anywhere else ever. <laughs> if, if he shows, if he cracks the top two hundred, I'd be surprised and disappointed. So. Gotcha. All right. Well, let, let's talk about um, somebody who I think is going to go higher on the list. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. I mean. And I'm going to switch this to another character who has, um, I don't want to call it supernatural, but he has a an alter ego, just like Bray Wyatt. And Marty, I'm talking about Finn Balor, a.k.a. the, what's his uh, alter ego, the demon? The demon, yeah. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'm not, you know, honestly, like, I haven't watched in so long. Like, I know he jumped to NXT for a while. But, like, I, I know, like, he won the belt because that's why we're mentioning him on today's show. But I don't know how Finn, Finn Balor's um, actual career arc has gone over the last few years. So I'm so glad that you did that research. Like, what what, what did Finn Balor do in the last few years to help his case? All right. So I'm going to put an asterisk right here i did not watch any nxt up until the reboot at nxt 2.0 so i just want to shout out braun breaker and the wow. Creed brothers shout wow. out to the oh. Creed brothers best tag team in the world right now so oh, oh you're, you're i've heard no i've i've seen the creeds as well they're fantastic and they're young and green still they're gonna be oh. something but will, here's you what will love the creeds brother. the creeds are no okay bill watts would be jerking off over the creeds let me just when WWE becomes a wrestling company again, I'll check it out. Okay. Uh, well, well, anywho. Yeah, anyway, anyway, all, so we're we're back to anyway. talk to, to us about Finn Balor here. Uh, all right, so I wanted to bring that up because I believe Finn Balor went back to NXT in 2020. Right. Maybe it was late 2019. Missed that, so can't talk about it. But no worries, no, talk, talk about the main wrestling. So the main roster stuff, what I'll mention is um, just he was definitely in the mid-card mix a lot. 
2018, he was in the IC title hunt where they were kind of reestablishing the IC title with Seth Rollins, but Rollins ended up having a bigger feud with Dolph Ziggler that's more memorable. Had a feud with Baron Corbin, always a death knell. He did defeat Drew McIntyre at a pay-per-view, uh, but that was before Drew McIntyre was getting pushed. I, I don't really remember any of this stuff. Um, I did, I, this is my distinct memory, is I'm not a huge Finn Balor guy, is the week before the match with Brock at Royal Rumble, I said that would be his match of his whole career. And it was definitely the best match I've ever seen out of him. Definitely watch the Finn-Brock match. Yeah, it's um, awesome. It's a great match. Uh, then he moved on to wrestling Lashley, but again, before Lashley was pushed, had some matches with Andrade. They fed him to The Fiend. He was the original Fiend victim. That's when he got shunted down to uh, NXT. They needed a victim for Roman in September of last year. They fed him to him there, and then they really haven't done much with him, to my recollection. Overall, I find him to be kind of dry. He's definitely a work rate candidate. It's, my type of work rate isn't really 21st century style. Um, I prefer somebody like AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan if I was going to pick a work rate candidate. So, um, unless you're picking him based on work rate, I don't see much else in his resume. Hmm. Sorry about that. I had, I was on mute because I didn't want to like cough while I was uh, listening to you, Marty. Good for you. Now that's uh, what a professional does. Well, you know, yeah. But anyway, Johnny, uh, what about Finn Balor? Did you watch any of the NXT stuff? I saw a little bit of it, and I'm, and I'm number one. It's still I didn't get to say this before, uh, Marty. You didn't watch any of the like classic NXT at all. Uh, I watched a little bit in 2014. Uh, uh, okay, wow. No, that's just it. Just that just surprises me because uh, there was a point where that was the only thing I was watching on a regular basis when it was oh, one hour on a Wednesday night, and I loved it. And then it's got to be two hours uh, on on network with commercials, and it's going to be on Hulu. And I'm like, well, that just ruins my fun little Wednesday night hour well, of wrestling. Johnny, the, the show news once they moved to 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 off the network yeah well yeah, I, I that's when i stopped watching it <laughs> yeah makes sense but uh finn balor you have anything to add there, i well here's the thing about finn balor also man he got so kneecapped by that injury because that he first universal champion triple h's guy and like first defense i think against rollins he gets fucked up and that just took his momentum right out from under him. Another thing that took a little momentum out from him was overuse of uh, the demon. It was it was supposed to be only once in a while, and it felt like they were doing it obviously too much because it sold a lot of merchandise, and the kids liked it, and so they it killed it. But in that NXT run, he went back to being a heel, and he was doing his Japanese Prince Devitt gimmick, and. He was great, great, fantastic. It's just a, a little, uh, really great ass kicking shit, shit heel heel, and they so then they bring him back up, and they just make a baby face again, and he's bland baby face oh. Finn Balor, uh, and, and I was like, he was so hot as a heel down there. He could have come back as that. Why is he? Oh, it, it was such a missed opportunity, and. Uh, and now, man, he's in his early forties, and you know, well, you know, oh, he he's, he's gonna be—he's like forty or uh, forty-one. So, 
I don't think he's going to get that last uh, world championship run, but I've always enjoyed his work. I, I really like Finn Balor. I think he's really charming at times, but there's just a little something not there that's just like, yeah, the leather jacket's cool, Fonzie, but I don't know. There's just something. Yeah. He's like, he's like the world's greatest Alex, the wonder kind right to me in, in his look. Yeah. <laughs> and I like Alex Wright's dance better than I like Finn Balor's dance though. I like uh, well Finn Balor also has the he he he's got a, a two cold Scorpio sized dong that they show on TV every time when he does his little pose. Shut up, I'm not good dude. Oh, am I lying? Am I lying? You're gonna bring it up. Am I lying? <laughs> he well. <laughs> They, that's his pose on the ropes and the camera, that camera, that camera, that camera gets right up. Imagine Vince is back going, God damn it. Look at the size of that thing. Irish curse my ass. Close up. Oh God. All right. Let's move on. Tyler, where did Finn Balor end up last time? He finished at number 125 on the overall list. All right. And, and Tyler, before I talk to DZA, who's, uh, do you think he's going to move up? based on the last few years? I don't know if he'll move up. He kind of feels like that's about where he is to me. Uh, that's just my opinion. Um, but I feel like he's pretty consistently good, but I'd just like to see more jump-up moments, and I have a really hard time remembering anything that stands out. Um, but, Johnny, well, for the you were talking about the, yeah. yeah. So, and, Johnny, you were talking about the NXT run, and I have seen some people really uh, – Praising that matches mm. with Dunn and O'Reilly, Gargano and uh, Dragonov, Dragonov, Ilya. I mean, yep. I have a hard time pronouncing it because I'm. Yeah, me too. You know, me too. <laughs> he, he was a friend. Okay, those Cole and the, the undisputed guys all were down there forever, and we're all just wrestling each other over and over again till it, it got boring. Just seeing these guys all wrestle each other, and he was a, a shot right in the arm of all that to. For him to go down and work with these guys as a heel, it was like, oh god, it's finally something new. Yeah, and one thing that I did uh, that I do remember is kind of a highlight for him, or at least it was to me, is he was one of the final four in the 2018 Royal Rumble, and I thought that was a mm. really good Rumble and a really good like it felt like things were kind of picking up because that was when he was it was Finn and Cena and Roman, and then Nakamura eventually won, and they kind of did a like. These are the two established guys that nobody wants to see, and these are two guys that would be new mm-hmm. up-and-comers. So I, I you know, I kind of remember that as a memorable moment, but that's one of the few. So, like I said, I like him, but I just, you know, it just seems to all kind of blend in, blend together. So, Well, all right. Well, I'm going to go back to uh, Marty again, all right, just because I felt bad that, you know, I went with Johnny twice. I'll go with a, <laughs> an, another uh, – I guess he's a UK member, right? Drew McIntyre. Where's Drew McIntyre from? Scotland? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, from Scotland. Finn Balor would not be the... in the UK because he's from Ireland, but anyways. Well, it depends. If he's from Northern Ireland, he sure would be. He's, he's from the Hey, 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 you don't want to get into that. Well, let's, let's just, let's I'm just saying, I, part, part of geography, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with the politics. I'm just saying it's, it is what it is. I mean, you are from, settled, you but, are from Texas. We have to be a little suspicious. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so look, here's the thing about Drew McIntyre, right? His first run, they, they wanted big things from him. He got in the doghouse. 
then he became this work rate guy with Chris Masters and like dark matches. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, a, um, a, a drunken work uh, work rate guy. That, that's why you know, being being twenty one and being called the future of the company by Vince McMahon led to a lot yeah. of hard partying. Right, <laughs> but, bad you know, I mean, but then, then he becomes part of what three man band. Okay. Yeah, three man band. All right, and and then uh, and then after that, you know, um, he goes back on the indies, gets uh, kind of rehabilitates his uh, reputation on the indies, big time. And you know, last few years, man, I mean, it's kind of weird because I think in the last couple of years, it feels like he's there, but he's been kind of uh, lost in the mix, you know, partially because of the pandemic, yeah, partially big because time. everything's really revolved around Lashley, Brock, and Roman. And everybody else is secondary at that point. But, but you know, um, I think, you know, if there was a, if, if the pandemic had a, um, had a victim in WWE, it was Drew McIntyre. I agree. Like, you know, he's coming out party. So, Marty, if, uh, if you look at the last few years of Drew McIntyre's WWE run, um, what's your take? Yeah, so I was pretty surprised when he came back how jacked he was because I remember how skinny and lanky he was. So when he added that much size, um, I took him a lot more seriously. Uh, started off as Ziggler's bodyguard, didn't really see too much, uh, kind of just in that upper mid card. Ended up becoming Baron Corbin's buddy and probably the nadir of this product, which was the late 2018 after Roman had to go away on cancer. That whole Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley trio on raw was just brutal really bad uh, in 2019 they used him as sort of a roman summer like jobber dude for him and when roman came back he lost to him in mania he ended up hooking up with shane mcmahon and there was this like taker roman tag team thing but all really just 2018 and 2019 just didn't really go drew mcintyre's way uh, he wins the royal rumble kind of out of nowhere uh but it showed a lot of personality on the mic. I really think he's one of the most personable people they have. You know, one of the hardest things to do is regurgitate those WWE scripts. I always say Alexa Bliss is the best at doing it, but mm-hmm. he's pretty good as well at doing it, making it sound organic, making it sound like he really tries to have a connection with the crowd. Well, yeah, so 2020 should have been D-Max year. You can blame the <laughs> pandemic, but I think there's problems even pre-pandemic that showed that they they just don't know how to book babyface world champions anymore uh he goes through rollins lashley ziggler orton uh, trades the title back and forth orton loses to roman at survivor series has a couple matches with aj and miz ultimately loses in early 2021 the thing was there's no memorable feuds there's no memorable angles he's just being fed opponents rather than what is what's the hook there was no hook to any of these matches um, you had nothing to care about. There was no character there. Fine, he was a good promo. He is a good wrestler. I enjoyed Drew McIntyre's wrestling. I remember some very entertaining pandemic matches against like Andrade, beat the shit out of each other on Raw. But still, mm. there was no hooks, no angles, no reason to care about these feuds. Uh, give a shout out to um, the first quarter of last year, like in January and February. Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus was fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Really strong matches. And Sheamus really returned to form there. Great shit. The three losses in a row to Lashley, or however they booked it, maybe it was four. Loves it. I mean, it was tough for Drew McIntyre. I like Drew McIntyre. They've kind of tried to rehabilitate him by sending him to SmackDown. 
ultimately, I think we're going to get Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns probably at SummerSlam. Let's see where it goes. Um, he's being stuck with Corbin right now. Corbin gets brought up a lot, and Corbin is, it's tough. He, he is an anchor. So it's tough. I have him unranked. I don't know if he creeps into my like lower, like my 90 through 100. Like I said, I do like the guy. He has some great matches with Sheamus. I like power wrestlers. Uh, I think there's something there to him. It'll be interesting to see what happens over the course of this year with him. Mm. What about you, Johnny? Here's the thing about McIntyre. I, I, his, because he, they first brought him back to NXT, where they made him dominant and got to show what a big deal it was, because he really did reinvent himself. He went out there, got his shit together. At, at one point, I think he was walking around with more belts than the Ultimo Dragon uh, in the 90s. Oh, wow. In the in the indies, dude, every little promotion everywhere threw their strap on him, and he just carried him around. He really, you know, realized he fucked up. They bring him back, NXT, big shot. You get up to the roster, with you know, memories are long about what it was like before. So that's gonna lead to you know, a lot of Corbin and and uh, especially early, and you know, and he's and they, he's a heel, and we don't know what we're doing with him. But when they really did get behind him, like, all right, you know, you are that guy. The pandemic happens, and but one thing that I think you touched on it, Marty, at least to me, he there's for me there's he's just he's just kind of there. To, to me, I don't think he's all that authentic in those promos. Uh, I. I love his, I enjoy his matches. The kids love him. He's got a fucking sword, you know, that's why they like him. You know, hey, that guy's got a fucking sword. And that's what his matches are about now, that dumb sword. And I just, there's something that just doesn't grab me about him. He doesn't have that pizzazz. Uh, And when they had Bobby, every time of those Lashley matches, I was like, well, this is the one where they're going to have McIntyre beat Lashley. Nope, nope. Uh, Bobby just beat him clean as a sheet again, uh, <laughs> again, over and over again. And I'm a big Bobby Lashley fan, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, I can't believe this has happened. It was like, yeah, we've only got room for five up here, and it's Bobby's turn. It's the Almighty's turn. And uh, Drew McIntyre's got to go back to Corbin land, uh, sadly. Oh, man. Tyler, did Drew McIntyre finish on the list last time? He was number two eighteen on the overall oh, wow. list. So I think I think he'll probably go higher this time. Yeah, oh, definitely, he, definitely. He may make my list, but um, one thing I didn't catch anybody talk about that I think is one of the things I do remember about him is the uh, the tag matches with Dolph Ziggler against Ambrose yes. and Rollins. He had I was that was Hell bring in a Cell. Mm. Yeah, Hell in a Cell twenty eighteen, and I think they had one on TV. And I, I was there live for that match. Hey, Tyler, just put that match in perspective. Um, like, I expected nothing from this pay-per-view. I was out of tune with the product. Uh, I just spent a weekend in Mexico City going to the CMLL anniversary show. Hungover okay, as hell, you know. No, no hung- hangover. I don't drink. And uh, I went to this hell on the cell because it was in San Antonio. And I was like, man, there's nothing on the show. I was going because my buddy. Uh, Hassan, who we're going to have on the show in a future episode, wanted to go. Um, so I went, and dude, they toured Rollins and Ambrose versus Ziggler and McIntyre was a legitimately great match to watch live. 
it's one of those matches where when they when people come when they start wrestling early on, you kind of got the feeling nobody cared, and then as the match built, you know, um, the crowd was going wild for it. Like, and it was like that throughout the whole show, up until the horrible Reigns uh, Strowman main event, where everyone walked out the arena like shell shocked at how bad of a main event <laughs> that was. It, it, you know what? The main event wasn't even that bad. It was just the booking was horrible. There was a hell in the cell where Roman Reigns had to play dead. Or, yeah, I think it was Roman or Braun. One of them had to play dead for literally like 10 minutes while a bunch of shenanigans were going on. And it had a no finish for a hell in the cell. Anyway, but, um, but in that tag match, I walked out of that show thinking, those four guys should never have another singles match again. They should just stick to tag wrestling because all four of them were so great at it that night. So good call, Tyler. Tyler. Thank you. And that's all I had. I'm he moving on. Stunned, on. No, he was but... stunned by the compliment, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right. All right. I called you Travis. On. I'm sorry. Uh, Travis is my b- podcast partner. I do everything else with. I'm, I'm sorry, Will. Gotcha. That was a reflex. Uh, all right. I had no idea what you were talking about. I was like, all right, Johnny. Whatever. Um, cool. I'm sorry. I was, right. I was reading you, you the have list. Ta- you have talked to me about Travis. So shout out to Travis. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. And, um, Johnny, this yeah. guy just uh, recently was world champion. But um, he's primarily known as a member of the New Day. And I love him. Of course, I'm talking about Big E. And, and Big E, you know, is always the muscle of the New Day, but um, he always like great tag matches, right? The New Day, the Usos. Um, who else like was part of that really great tag team run? Because uh, we used to watch their show. Oh, there was like, a ton of them. Did, 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 did. And the Usos New Day, Ziggler with various opponents. You know, Ziggler, I mean, say what you will about him. You can fit him in anywhere. Do him you in, mean tag you know, team partners, yeah. A great, Cesaro, he's a great tag team partner. Cesaro, Sheamus. Sheamus, all of them. Those guys were all killing it down at doing tags, you know. Uh, right, yeah. And even when we used to do the old recap shows, you know, like a lot of times the best matches would be like one of the tag matches. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah more often than not, yeah. Yeah, so, but then Big E has this uh, run. Uh, what's been your take uh, uh, about Big E over the last few years, John? Well, okay, if we're going to go by the past five years, I'll tell you what I would never skip, and that's a New Day segment. That's always over. I adore the New Day. They are one of my all-time favorite okay. acts, all-time favorite acts in wrestling, by far. I think they're outstanding. I love how they took what they were given and turned it into what this is, one of the most original, most positive things out there. The New Day, so last five years for Big E, that's like some of the height of the New Day. So for any okay, list great. you put on, I guess you put them on as a tag team. Is are there Freebird rules on the list? I don't know, but <laughs> okay. But no. this okay. So last five years, that there's a lot to put up, Big E high on any list because Big E is not just a strong guy. Big E is a working motherfucker and a hot and can hot and does some impressive high flying stuff for a guy his size. He's super charismatic. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. And they had him win the belt, and I wasn't watching enough, but I saw enough to know that, well, they kind of booked him like shit. Uh, 
right. pretty much here, and then he loses the belt. And there's like, boy, you know, they, uh, really, uh, Big Ego's uh, championship reign was disappointing. I was like, well, you booked them like that, motherfuckers. I mean, right. What? <laughs> Now, he, he had a great match with Reigns that he lost, and I was like, I don't mind him losing to Reigns in a championship versus champion, a champion versus champion match here, because Reigns is the, the top dog, no pun intended, and I thought they had a great match, but everything else around it, but the, wasn't Corbin involved in that too, uh, Marty? No, actually, oh, okay. that, that, the weirdest thing about that match, and I was going to bring it up, so I'll just segue into it and then I'll let you talk again. Please, please. The thing that was really weird about it was Biggie was on Raw at the time, but Kofi and Xavier Woods were on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And the build to it was Roman and the Usos kind of picking on Kofi and Xavier. So I was watching with my dad, and I go, oh, dad, yeah, Roman's probably going to win, but, you know, Biggie's the babyface. They'll protect him. You know, New Day's going to come out. Usos are going to come out. Chaos. Somebody's going to hit Biggie, and Roman's going to win. When they had Roman beat him clean as a fucking sheet with no Usos, no New Day, it made no sense with the build that they did. It made no sense in protecting a fellow champion. It was one of the most, it was one of the worst booking decisions of 2021, and mm-hmm. it really fucked up Biggie. Well, wow. I don't know, but here's the thing: I'm still, I, I can be one of those guys that, you know, in this, I want a clean winner. I want them to do it. I want a clean finish. I want a clean finish. But I don't know, not with, I feel like face versus heel, you sh- I feel like protecting Big E makes a lot of sense. But anyways, uh, yeah, he, we can disagree, I guess. He's yeah. the tribal chief, baby. He's the top dog. Out of the table? Well, well here, here's, here's, the, here's the thing, man. WWE usually lets guys win the world title for one of two reasons. Uh, one, because they believe that that guy can represent the company. Or two, they get the career appreciation award. All right, mm-hmm. and we've seen a lot of those type champs over the years too, and that's what this felt like to me was, oh, we appreciate what you've done for the company, and you're, you know, this is kind of cap off your career. I don't know. That's it, just well, the well, he, he's, well, he, he's he's relatively young, so. But I, I, when he first won, I, I kind of felt like, well, this is the new day winning the title. I felt when when Kofi won the title, I felt like it was a lot of the new day, the most overact in the goddamn company. Uh, it just won the title. And this was them trying to give Big E a chance. And I'm like, I'm all about it. I loved everything about it. But they just booked him fucking shitty. And then, then it's backstage. There's, you know, Vince was like, well, he couldn't go, you know, grab the brass ring bullshit. And they're like, well, then write him better stories. You know, it, it, it was just, it's bad. It was bad booking. Uh, and I, I, I don't, I don't disagree with you there, Johnny. Uh, Marty, you have anything else to add to the biggie conversation? Yeah. And since Johnny brought him up, we're going to talk about Kofi next. So if you want to talk about biggie and then Kofi, uh, you okay. can do that. I'll do the segue then. Oh, wait, yes. hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we not do a segue? Because I was going to ask for like a one minute break to just run upstairs for a second between the segments here. Okay. So you want, I'll finish. Sorry, don't do a segue. Let, let, let Johnny do this. Actually, no, just, you just, yeah, yeah, just stretch the taffy. I'll be back. All right. So, <laughs> um, 
So Biggie, we kind of talked about 2017, the Usos feud was huge, uh, really good matches, particularly the Hell in a Cell match. So there was great stuff. One thing that I found interesting that I forgot about was there was a Shield versus New Day six-man tag. I believe it's Survivor Series 2017. I don't recall that match, and I actually want to watch that match. 2018, we saw more Usos. We also saw Harper and Rowan, and we saw the uh, Sheamus and Cesaro. So all great stuff there. 2019, with Kofi as the world champion, we saw Biggie and Xavier Woods taking on teams like Owens and Zayn, D. Bryan and Rowan and The Revival. I don't actually remember the 2019 run, but those are three really interesting teams I would actually like to go back and revisit. So uh, the Uso stuff really sticks out to me, but a lot of this other stuff I want to go back and watch because I think it would be really good. Uh, 2020 wasn't the best for them, but 2020 is not the best for anyone. Uh, so fast forwarding to 2021, I was telling my dad, I really think Big E should be their next ace babyface, especially with Roman Reigns as a top heel now. They need a male babyface star. I really thought Big E had that charisma. So I was super excited when he won Money in the Bank. And guess where he beat Bobby Lashley? He beat him in Boston, Massachusetts. So I was there live. And I have to say, before... He even cashed in. That crowd was red fucking hot. There was a really bad Charlotte Alexa Bliss segment that the crowd went nuts for. This crowd was on fire for everything. And so when it came – oh, Randy Orton was so fucking over that night too. So they were going crazy for everything. And when Big E won, that was the loudest pop I've ever heard live ever it was insane it was such a great feel-good moment i'm so happy that i got to be there and like i said i really love biggie i really thought he should be the next ace babyface champion so it was really cool for me to be there in that moment i felt vindicated i was really happy for biggie as johnny was saying it was a rough oh, oh, by the way hold on I'm, I'm right back are you telling me you were there live when biggie won I was, the belt i was there live crowd nice. was Awesome. So hot. The crowd was hot all night. People talk about um, WWE crowds being shitty, but that Boston crowd on that night was hot from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. This this Denver oh. crowd here has been hot for everything. It's so fun. So much fun. So, uh, but yeah, I, the title win was perfect. You couldn't have asked for a better title win. And then, like Johnny was saying, everything afterwards is just, it was just really sad. It was a lot of the problems that Drew McIntyre had where there was no angles, no character building, no reason to care about the matches. But unlike Drew McIntyre, at least Drew McIntyre got to win his matches. Big E was on the losing end of a lot of matches. So it was the double whammy of of that. So, yeah. Uh, I had Big E at number 79 when I ranked him last time. I've always been a big Big E fan. Um. Based on, I would, I want to go back and watch those tag team matches. I could see him moving up a little bit. All right. Um, so what I was he at right? on the list, Tyler? Okay. Hold on, Marty. Yeah, he, uh, he was at number one eighteen on the overall list. So um, he didn't make my list last time, but I, I think he likely will this time. Just mostly because of the uh, the continued goodness of of the new day. Mm-hmm. The, okay. the title run was a bit of a fart bomb, not because of his, not through any fault of his own, but just because of Bad these types of title wins. Yeah, and it, it, it's a shame that it, the titles aren't as significant as they were. So if Biggie gets just this token title win, I don't know how much that helps his case or if it does at all. So, 
Very yeah, it's the same movie. thing they did to Ray Mysterio. Oh, Eddie died. Let's put the belt on Ray, you know, for a month or whatever, and then make him lose all of his world title defenses. But whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was so happy that he got the, the opportunity and then so sad to see what came of it. But uh, let's move on to his New Day partner. And, uh, you know, let's keep this conversation going, Marty. Uh, what about Kofi? Yeah, so I think Kofi differentiates himself mostly on Kofi Mania. Everything I said about the yep. tag team applies to both. So talking about Kofi Mania, the one interesting thing is the only time I ever watched pro wrestling with my ex-girlfriend, she was in the hospital for some crazy medical reason, and it was a Tuesday night. It was like SmackDown, so do you want to watch it? And she's like, I know you're a big fan. I'm in a bed. I can't change the channel. <laughs> yeah, so we watched it. She was into Kofi Mania. So there you go. There's your casual fan being into Kofi Mania. Uh, shout out to Stacy, uh, you know, aka Jimmy Redman on PWO. She was there live for Kofi Mania. She's a big Kofi fan. Nice. Jacob Bryan nice. match was obviously a, a great match. I think the Kofi King title reign was better booked uh, it was oh. definitely better booked than big e it was probably on par with like drew mcintyre uh it was better than drew, it was better than drew mcintyre's kofi yeah. had a six-month great run that they finished in a way that made me almost punch my television but go ahead yeah i agree I, the owens the ziggler uh joe orton it was it was a good roster of oh, people. it was awesome um i'm a big brock fan so i wasn't it didn't bother me too much. So that's my little thing there. But other than that, um, 2021 for Kofi was a lot of AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, I'm a big AJ Styles fan. He brought a lot to the table, but that Omos tag team was like, all right. And then he did have a, he was fed to Lashley at one point. Other than that, uh, not too much. I, I did not rank Kofi. Uh, originally, but I do see myself ranking him somewhere in my bottom 25 um, this time around. Johnny? Well, I've already said how much I adore the New Day, and I think they're the greatest act ever, And but to just piggyback on Kofi Mania again, man, it I don't often go back and rewatch stuff. I mean, there's a handful of things, you know, I'm going to watch Magnum TA versus Tully Blanchard in the cage because I always do it once a year and that kind of shit. But very rarely do I get like, I feel like watching old wrestling. I will go back and watch Kofi versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania on the regular. Kofi Mania was awesome. And there was a lot of criticism of the run. Of the, like, oh, they, uh, this Kofi run hasn't been great. I'm like, it was a six-month championship run with great matches that if they were doing the old three at the garden thing, Kofi wins every time and was having great matches with everybody. And then it's the it's the premiere of, of SmackDown on Fox. And it was a great show. I was, remember watching that going, shit. I remember right then and there, I said to myself, Raw's not the everyone's Raw's not the A show anymore. SmackDown's now the, the A show. They're on Fox. And that's been proven to be true. Uh much to the consternation of the USA network. <laughs> and uh, we'll give you three hours, but the you know, the good stuff's gonna be on network. Sorry. And it's Brock versus Kofi. And I knew, like, but in my heart of hearts, as an old man watching wrestling, in my heart of hearts, I was watching it with my nephew who loves the new day. And I was like, I don't think Kofi's gonna win. I know it's Fox. You know they're gonna they're gonna put this on Lesnar. All right. And then it's like it was three seconds. 
it was like Brock grabs him, F5s him, pins him in two seconds, and that's the end of Kofi, Kofi Mania. And it, it, they used to sell something called the TV brick. It was foam, but it looked like a real brick. And you'd throw it at your television when you got angry. And so I wish well. I'd had my TV brick because I was so <laughs> upset because I love Kofi. I love the New Day. Uh, he'd be high on any of my lists. I'm, I'm with you, Johnny, in that. Here's what I was up Remember when Rey Mysterio fought The Undertaker in like a 10-minute match? It was all about no. just <laughs> his speed to escape The Undertaker. Really great um, match. I'm sure I it saw it. I just don't remember it. Yeah, Royal Rumble 2010. That match was yeah, awesome. I'll look it up. I'll look it up. It was awesome, though, right, right, Marty? Really awesome. One of the, actually, in my top 100 WWE matches of all time, I really like that match. Oh, right. check that out. Thank that's you. that's why I was that's what I was hoping for out of Kofi Brock, where we knew Kofi was going to lose. I just wanted Kofi to use his quickness. Yeah, me uh, too. Kind of me too. The, the lumbering giant a little bit. You know, just 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 give him a show saying, "Hey, I'm still a champion. I'm going to fight like a champion." Yeah, it, it pissed me off. They so didn't give him that opportunity. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so um, where, where did Kofi end up? Um, and, hey, where did uh, Big E end up also, uh, Marty? You mean Tyler? Tyler, shit. Yeah. Um, no, so, it's, it's late. Okay. <laughs> so Big E was so, number so we one. we got eight. Travis, I got Colin, Tyler, Marty. Like, it's late. <laughs> hey. uh, I'm flattered, but uh, Big E finished number 118 overall. Kofi was mm-hmm. number 87, so he did make the top 100. Um, okay, and I think Kofi Mania is going to help elevate sure. him. And he was a guy that he didn't make my list, and I think that's mostly because I didn't connect with his pre-New Day run as much. And mm. you know, he's got five more years of the New Day, so like he would have likely made it just based on that. Um, okay. But, you know, I, I was pretty impressed with the Kofi Mania run that everybody's talked about it. I thought he did a good job connecting with the crowd, although I, I'm also going to give an assist to Daniel Bryan because I thought he was tremendous as a heel, and and Will and I are contractually obligated to praise Daniel Bryan on every one of these. So that, every that's single our show. Yeah, oh, that's our hey, 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 count, count me in on that, but uh, <laughs> the, uh, praising Daniel Bryan, my friend. He's one of my the all-time greats, one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> Uh, but, hey, Johnny, uh, Johnny, when we do uh, uh, ROH stars, you're going to get plenty of Daniel Bryan talking. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But I mean, but uh, Kofi, you know, I mean, brought a lot to the table. Kofi was over for years. Over yeah. for years. He was a mid-card level over for years. He had that burst with Orton there, and they didn't really fuck it up. It just didn't go anywhere. And then it was just. You know, it was just right there in the middle. He was one of the best guys there, but just didn't know what to do with him. And just like a highlight in the Rumble. Highlight reel in the Rumble, but even, but even before New Day. And then, you know, like, well, we'll throw these, these guys together with Woods, who was about to get fired pretty much. Uh, and uh, and they uh, come up with this, you know, preacher gimmick. And they're like, hey, can we kind of run with this? Sure. And they become one of uh, the only acts who, who literally can uh, – take the scripts the writers give them and look at them and go, oh, okay, read them, crumple them up and throw them in the fucking garbage and go out and do what the fuck they want. And hey, time out. Has yeah. Kofi ever turned heel? 
The only heel turn was the was New Day when they first put New Day out there as as clap your hands everybody we're the New Day yay look at us and people shit on them they're like boo fuck you goody goodies so they turned him heel and they had this great heel run that's when they introduced the trombone to be fucking annoying to the crowd and okay. so there that was Kofi's only heel run uh, outside of the uh, the Indies okay okay I was just curious about that all right. Interesting. All right. Well, I, I don't know. I like both guys, I'm, you know, but I'm just, uh, I, I remember that Kofi Mania. Well, no, it's just, I remember Kofi Mania and like, uh, uh, Tyler already said, like, to me, it was just all about Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you know, like, oh my God, this guy's so amazing. No, no, the lead up to it was because it was they did so much desperate stuff that they were, oh, every, every time it was like, well, the, the booking's going to fuck them this time, right? And like, oh no, they're not. Are they actually going to do this? They're actually going to go through with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Well, well, let's go to, to um, someone else here, Johnny, that. Uh, okay. You and I, as uh, old men, watching Nitro back in the day, used to see Goldberg. Okay, I was, a huge, go. I was a huge Goldberg mark back in the day, not going to lie. And then, um, you know, he had the 2003 run, right? It was 2003, 2004. Yeah, 2000, something like that, yeah. It's 2003, yeah. 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 All right. But then I thought, okay, Goldberg's done, right? He's out. You know, he's signing autographs at cons and stuff, whatever he's done. And then he comes back. Okay. Goldberg comes back to the WWE and I don't know, man. Like I like Goldberg. I've always been a Goldberg mark, you know, I'm not, I don't, uh, um, deny that, but it's, it's kind of like this run has been weird in that, like, I love the the Brock Lesnar Mania match that that five minute sprint they had, right? His, his best match. And then uh, I saw the Undertaker match <laughs> at the Blood Money. That was pretty bad, um, embarrassing. And I don't know, like I, I I saw the pandemic show with Goldberg on it, and I think that lasted like six seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Or he didn't show up. Did he show no, he up? Did show up. He showed up and job to Bronson. He did, right? Yeah, he showed up. He, uh, dro- he, he lost to Braun Strowman, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay. I, who didn't show up that show? Who was supposed to? Was it Reigns? Roman didn't, yeah. Okay. But didn't okay. show up. Uh, did, hold on a second. Didn't show up. Didn't wasn't he sick? Uh no, it's he had, you know, he's immunocompromised because he had just recovered from cancer within So year. yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. they kept so him sick. on the show. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't sick. It's that they just because COVID had just started, they didn't want to take a chance of him yeah. getting sick. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. around so, Strowman. I mean, you know, I'm not blaming him. I'm just I just remember one of the main eventers wasn't on the show. And then I was like, wait a minute, I remember seeing Goldberg. But I don't know. I don't think anything he's done outside of that Brock Lesnar match, Johnny is going is going to um, elevate him on this list. Well, what do you think about his uh, little revival that he's had the last few years? Okay, was 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 the Goldberg match within the last five years, guys? Yes, it was. The Goldberg. Okay, match was great. It was, I, I couldn't believe Lesnar, how good Goldberg, that match was. 
Yeah, Goldberg uh, Lesnar, the 10 minute match at Mania. I was asking if that was within yeah. the last five years. It was. Okay. I love that match. I, it, I, it's my favorite Goldberg match because I fucking hate Goldberg. I think Goldberg stinks. <laughs> All right. Marty, do you think Goldberg stinks? <laughs> do I, I think Goldberg's interesting. He can be great. Like, the Lesnar match was great. The match with DDP. When he's like the Terminator. That's, like, interesting, but when he's, like, doing these less-than-two-minute matches with Dolph Ziggler or Braun Strowman, it's not it's not really worth anybody's time. Um, I actually want to take the time to make two overarching points because I really have nothing to say about Goldberg. One thing is, in point of favor for Kofi Mania, going back to that, it's one of the few things in the last five years in the men's roster that's actually stuck with the audience. And the reason I want to bring this up is that the women have really carried this company for the past five years. That's uh, we won't absolutely be talking true. about the women, uh, but I just want to give a shout out to the women. Another thing that Johnny brought up, SmackDown has been the best show uh compared to Raw since the brand split in 2016. I went to a lot of SmackDowns because they would come to Worcester, Manchester, New Hampshire, and Providence, where Raw would go to Boston. So I'd get more SmackDowns. I'd get three SmackDowns for every one Raw. And I was very happy with that because I would get Becky Lynch, I would get AJ Styles, and I was getting a much better show. And so, yeah, SmackDown is a much better show than Raw. I just want to make those two overarching. SmackDown's been the much better show since 2002. (laughs) I mean. Let's get real. It's it's had its ups and downs, but well, I'm saying it's had its ups and downs. Well, it's had its ups and downs, man. There was at one point SmackDown was just a raw recap show because it it bounced around so Mm. many weird networks. And but this, the reason why I'll I'm like it's Friday night. I got nothing to do. The TV's on. I'm watching SmackDown live, even if it's in the background Mm. while I'm making dinner. Uh, and I'm like, this is good, pretty much a good show. Not everything's great, but it's pretty much it. It it has that feeling of what you're talking about was what what they called it the SmackDown Six or SmackDown Seven era that was being booked by Heyman with just Ray and Eddie. It, it, it was it, it was it was the best show, uh, and it has those feelings again. Uh, watching SmackDown because Raw is a goddamn chore. I got lucky going to a good one the other night. Well, actually, John, I did want to say one thing. What's weird about Raw is since the start of this year, Raw has been weirdly good for a whole month. month okay, and a half, I got to st- I'll, really I'll start strange. popping back in. The, I'll, I'll, at your recommendation, I'll start popping back into Hulu. Yeah, Raw, RK, rated RK, bro, depending they're on They're so your over. Account, they're so over, and they're, they're actually so pretty over. entertaining. And I kind of don't want to be entertained by them, but I do like the riddle Randy Orton dynamic. And they're in a feud with Chad Gable and Otis, and I love Chad Gable. Well, they're my – Alpha Academy – before we get back to this, one last thing, and then we'll get back. Alpha Academy <laughs> is the best. I was telling Will about this when we talked earlier this week. Chad Gable is like if you took Kurt Angle and left him in the dryer too long because he's <laughs> just as good as a, re- a wrestler, and he's just as good of a comedian. He's just not yeah. bald yet. He's outstanding. And Otis, when they turned him heel, I thought that was a mistake because I was like, he's so over as a as a lovable hillbilly, uh, and a redneck dude. And they're like, well, you know, he's like a, a legit amateur badass. He really is. Yeah. That's right. how they met. And I and I knew that. And I'm like, oh, it is better for him to be this like, g- giant jockey. Oh, he's the heavyweight guy on the wrestling team. They come out in Letterman sweaters with AA on them. 
they're, they're, they're fan- and, and their work rate mis- fucking machines. It It's good shit. Anyway, sorry. Let's get back to someone I hate. <laughs> hey, sorry, Tyler, save us, man, save us. Goldberg. So Goldberg finished at number one hundred five. Um, oh shit! I, I know it's in WWF of all time heresy. That's heresy. Yep. So he's uh, right on even, that, Johnny. Johnny, you and I have uh, spent uh, many hours uh, disagreeing with each other. <laughs> A podcast. I don't disagree with you at all. Like, I, I, if you did, I was going to reach through and give you a noogie because I mean, even you know. Uh, I mean, you're a fan, but that, that's high for Goldberg. Well, well no, no, I'm, I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of WCW Goldberg. 19. Yeah, that, I mean, that's not that's not counting WCW Goldberg. That's exactly. Insane. No, exactly. I, I agree. Like, I don't know. Yeah, damn, so 105 I, people I like it. Holy like shit! That much? I, I think that that uh, the Brock match was WrestleMania 33. That had to be. Was that in 2017? That was in 2017. No, no, it had to be. So, no, 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 the Brock match was oh. 2017. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, that, okay, okay. That had to be. That was fresh in people's minds, and that. Got I mean, it. I love that match too. That made my top 100. Okay, so were Got a lot it. of the voters fans of seeing. Uh, Seeing uh, Goldberg's doughy uh, son shirtless in the ring, because no, uh, this was before his doughy son got involved. John. Well, it's the last five years I've seen that doughy motherfucker on TV in the last five years. I'm sure. <laughs> Here's my son. Take off your shirt in front of everyone. It was the creepiest thing. Ooh, it was the creepiest thing until he just said that line. <laughs> Oh man, son, you're next. <laughs> oh, did Goldberg's uh, spear is Doughy's son? I wish. No, Bobby Lashley did, right? Bobby oh, Lashley. Bobby Lashley. Yeah. It was, it was so the think... Almighty. Was it the Almighty Bobby Lashley? Yeah, actually, I kind of forgot about that, but yeah, Lashley put him in the full Nelson. That was actually surprisingly a good match. At this, you know what the Lashley feud showed was that Goldberg's actually a pretty good seller. He sold his leg. Well, in both matches, I believe. So I was kind of surprised by that. You that better is, sell. Yeah. You better Goldberg sell because Bobby Lashley's got his arms around you. Yeah, okay. So, all right. Since we already brought his name up, Marty, Bobby Lashley, you know, obviously uh, he had the the Donald Trump hair match back, uh, back in the day. He left, went to TNA, went to fight in MMA, mm-hmm. came back. And then um, the, the the thing is, I know he's been featured. I know he's world champion. I know he's had the thing with MVP. And what what was his lackey's names? Um, the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. Yeah. I know he's done awesome. that. I just don't know of any matches that would elevate Lashley. Like, I hate saying from a work rate perspective, but it is, it is an important component. you got to have the matches to back it up. You know, yeah. I mean, so what what has oh. Lashley done in the last five years match wise that would help elevate him on this list? Yeah, it's really the tale of like two halves. So you have the pre hurt business and the post hurt business. Pre hurt yeah. business is pretty, uh, pretty weak. Uh, it's a lot okay. of losing to random people and being treated kind of like a mid card talent, which WWE is known oh, for wow. the 50 50 okay. booking. Um, so the 
thing was, you know, there'd be losses to like Finn Balor, losses to like Elias, uh, you know, just these kind of loss uh, losses to Rollins. He did weirdly enough, he beat Roman sort of at the beginning of his return and then proceeded to lose a lot, which was really weird. Uh, I was actually at the Raw where they heated up the Roman. Lashley feud back in 2018. Roman did a great dive over the top rope and just crashed down. It was the only hot part of that entire 2018 Raw. The rest of it was a snooze fest. But anyways, weird losses. There was the whole thing with Rusev, which exposed Lana as maybe the worst actress in the history of professional wrestling. I didn't know it was possible to scream woodenly, but she figured out a way to have no emotion while screaming at someone. So, once you take away all the crap that was the first two years the hurt business definitely uh helped him a lot elevated him um you know it was just refreshing to see somebody get put over consistently win a lot um as a heel look dominant lashley is not lashley should be like one of my favorite wrestlers i love amateur uh people with amateur backgrounds i love power wrestlers but there is something about lashley in the ring that doesn't connect with me fully he sometimes he just doesn't get as violent as i want him to get or he doesn't throw people as hard as i want him to throw them but the character at least is more entertaining than it's his most entertaining character of all time that's for sure oh completely yeah um, but yeah, so big wins over Drew McIntyre. Um, like we said, you know, he murdered well. him three, like three pay-per-views in a row. It was, like, nope. it was insane to see a heel just abs- It was like the inverse Vince senior formula. And I just couldn't believe it. Um, the, uh, match with Orton and then the loss to Biggie live was incredible. He got so much heat at that Boston show. Like, before that, I watched Raw all the time. I wasn't hearing any chance for Bobby. At that Boston show, it was all Bobby sucks, Bobby sucks. I've never heard a Bobby sucks chant in my life. It was great. I was like, way to go, Boston. And the crazy thing is I went to a Boston house show at the beginning of January because I have no life. And he was over as a baby face. So, you know, Boston has strong opinions that swing both. Hey, I'll tell you, you tell me that, uh, that uh, the Hurt Business is over in Boston as baby faces. Boston's gotten more progressive than you. Used to be there, wicked. <laughs> That's true, and yeah. So the Brock match was not as good as I wanted it to be. The uh, Brock can be hit or miss. I love Brock, but I will admit that first half was really good. But then once they did all the shit with the um, you know Roman and all that stuff, it, it was too. Yeah, bad. I loved it. I loved it. But uh, overall, yeah, I I could see. I'm with you, Will. I I think that you know having good matches is important to me. I, I know that. Somebody like Johnny cares a little bit more about the character promo stuff. Oh, talk about some matches. I think Bobby Lashley's been killing it in matches, but please go on. I think that's my quandary with Lashley. I still don't see, like you said, Will, I don't see where the matches are yet. I think the character is finally there, but I'm still waiting for that breakout performance in a match. Go ahead, Johnny. Yes. Well, here's the craziest thing about Bobby Lashley. I never liked Bobby Lashley in his first run. Uh, I recognize none of it. I, I just, I didn't like him. I thought he was greenest. I knew that he was just thought he was a gassed up guy, right? Just, just a like big gassed, big up, gassed guy, up guy. 
but I knew that he had these amateur uh, credentials. And I just remember looking at him like, I'm like, he's he's got a baby face. He's not just a baby face. He literally has a baby's face. He's... <laughs> He's like the he's like the Gerber spokesperson and shit. I mean, look at him. He's adorable. He's adorable. He's, okay, he's, continue, Johnny. Move he, on. I mean, come on. Am I wrong? I, I mean, I, right, I, right, I was the kids called one of the kids called him the baby face killer. I'm not kidding. When we were watching, because he's from Denver, Colorado, baby, and he is over in this house, and he's also oh, over okay. in Denver because at that raw. He's coming out. MVP's got to do all this talking, really, because Lashley's uh, talk, Lashley's promo skills have gotten better because they get none before TNA. That you met, this is where they they honed that act. MVP and Bobby Lashley honing this act happened in TNA. I've actually mm. caught like a couple like, flipping around Roku, watching like on a Saturday, like classic TNA, and I'd click it on like. Well, let's see what we got. I know there's a 99% chance I'm going to turn it off. And I got this act. I got the Hurt Business, you know, version one down there. And I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And it was good. The act was, was good. I actually did see a little bit of it when I rewatched TNA to figure mm-hmm. out what good TNA matches there were. But on a negative note, I watched a Lashley-Kurt Angle match either from 2014 or 2015. It might have been one of the worst matches I've ever seen, but it was broken oh, down Kurt Angle. So. I put that on Kurt Angle because Lashley, they bring him up here. Like you mentioned, there was just shit. And because let's make him a baby face. And then let's do this stupid shit with Lana and Rusev. And he was dead in the water. Wait, wait, they, so hold on, hold on, hold on. And I'm going to give credit here. Whether you hated the stuff with Rusev or not, um, it, you know, it drew ratings. It, it, it did. Was, well, of uh, course, was, people, a, a lot of people rating. like that kind of shit. Well, you know, no, yeah. a lot of people like that kind of shit. And good. I didn't. Uh, I, I did like Bobby Lashley uh, in his uh, tuxedo with uh, the arms ripped off because those guns, baby. You know, I mean, that's something. Right. But her business gets formed and it was hot. People dug it and loved it and they ran with it for a while. And then they realized they broke it up. And I get why. He's like, nope, we don't need a faction. Don't need a faction here. We've got an act Bobby Lashley and MVP. And right now, Hurt Business are baby faces. I saw them on the undercard at a show, uh, killing it against uh, Ziggler and Rude. And uh, well, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Johnny. Uh, I don't want to forget this. Mm-hmm. Um, so Marty said that the matches aren't really there. You're saying I disagree. So for someone like me who just got the Peacock channel, okay? Uh huh. Oh, um, I, I can't remember dates. I, you know what I, I want? No, 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 no. I don't want dates. Hold you. on. I'll tell you. I just, I just got the Peacock channel. All right, nice. uh, the premium, so I can watch the full Joe Montana documentary and you got just the new for that? Fresh Prince. Just for that and the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. But you want to watch a serious Fresh Prince? You're the audience for that show. Hey, no, 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 no. no. I watched the, I watched the pilot because it was free on Peacock. Mm-hmm. All right, and I was like. Okay, I want to see how they're developing it. Um, they you better know, have a butler throwing his best friend out the front door. I thought the Philly parts were pretty good. The uh, I hate the what they've done to the Carlton character, but anyway, we're not talking about that. All right, is Bobby it the Lashley's same theme song? Because that'd be okay. awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. Anyway, I want to talk about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I want to talk about the Fresh Prince of Denver here, Bobby Lashley, the All King, right. no, the Almighty. 
Oh, the almighty Fresh Prince of Denver. Got He's it. so um, over, dude. He's so over now. Here's it, what I'm it, asking it's you. fantastic. So for somebody like me who now has access to the network, I haven't had access to the network since 2018. Okay, mm. I did away with it years ago and haven't looked back. Access. However, um, what matches or like you only have to give me dates. I'm sure Tyler. Could oh, I know what I'm going to say. I know what I'm going to say because I can't what matches think of that. Are... Okay, here's what I'm going to suggest. What I'm going to suggest is something we've already referenced. I think it's within the last year. I, I would imagine is watch the series. I think ones at WrestleMania. Watch the series of Bobby Lashley Drew McIntyre matches where Bobby Lashley asserts his dominance as the Almighty over. A character who every single match, we all were thinking, well, this is the match where Drew McIntyre beats Bobby Lashley, right? And again, nope. It's one dominant performance, and they're both great workers. McIntyre's great. The matches, I, I really enjoyed the matches, and every single one ended with a clean finish of this monster heel who wears fucking suits and has a manager who's a badass who, who talks a lot of crap. It's great stuff. That's what I recommend. Uh, oh. I, I do agree with Johnny. If there is one thing that, to watch, it is the Drew McIntyre series. That's probably what stands out the most. Okay, okay. I, I probably won't watch it, but at least it's in the back <laughs> of my head. I'm just being honest. I knew that was a dishonest question when you asked it. We'll go, okay, if I was to watch some WWF, you know, the thing I tell you that I, I never know, watch. I said, but I for people like me who haven't seen it. Like, okay, for the listeners, the, if there are any after this still, yeah, watch those. Okay, yeah. I mean, dude, look at those. Well. Oh, 12. That, that, that's great numbers. Maybe maybe 13 or 14. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Don't reach too far. Right. Yeah. Ah, whatever. I mean, I'm having fun just talking to old friends, man. Whatever. <laughs> uh, having said all that, Tyler, where did, where did Lashley end up last time? He finished at number 213 on the... Mm. Oh, shit. So he's going up. He's going he up. Low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he... He's somebody that I would consider for the back end. Places, though. Yeah, I I'd consider him for the back end of my list, and I I kind of think he had a little bit. We're just talking about the last five years here, but his first run had some moments in it. You know that match where uh, that he, where he beat Umaga at WrestleMania, where he was. Trump's. Yep, that was the Donald you know, Trump. Uh, yeah, I try, not, I try not to think of that. Yeah, but that was a that was a big moment, and that was a big match at that mania. And he yeah, had I really, mentioned that at the beginning. What else did he do in that first round? Nothing, right? ECW had, title, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he yeah. feuded with Vince over the ECW title, so um, he had the match with Cena that I've never seen, but people say is good. It was oh, good. I good just match. watched it, and uh, he made he made no, it was he made, last match. He made Nova eat a bunch of hamburgers once. I remember that. <laughs> he had a halfway decent feud with Finley, but you know Finley's great with everyone. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I do Finley, that. That was actually a great. That was actually a great little undercard feud. That yeah. that's why Finley's yeah. a top one hundred guy, though. Oh, Finley's oh, a really? top one hundred guy. He fucking rocked in that little stretch. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, he didn't even finish in the top hundred of that stupid poll last time. 
He didn't? Well, it sucked. Well, this is a lot of recency bias. Like, I would put... Oh, let me... T- oh, I'll tell you this. If you were going to... For my, my taste, Finley's WCW uh, work versus his WWF work, give me the WWF stuff every day. Yeah. All of it. Uh, uh, Johnny, you know what, all man? Of it. I would argue with you, although... No, well, I mean... The, the Regal series in WCW was amazing. And then oh, no, those matches are great. But, 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 but I'm just everything. Right. About, but I remember when they, not to go off on a, a Finley uh, ramp, but hey, it's Finley. We got to just get this. When they gave, when they did the vignettes, because he was, his career was supposed to be over because of that injury he had. And I was, remember, I remember watching SmackDown and suddenly there's a Irish spring commercial in the middle of SmackDown and it turns around and it's Finley's like, my name is Finley. And I like to fight just coming to SmackDown. I'm like, holy shit, are you kidding me? I knew right then and there the character was going to be better than it was in, in WCW. It was, and it was. He was great. They're like, hey, we're going to give you a leprechaun. Let's see if you can get that over. Watch me get this fucking <laughs> over. And yeah. get it yeah. fucking over. Right. He was the hey, best. When I used to make those match of the year sets, um, Finley had so many TV matches on those things. He's the best. The best. Anyway, all right, let's let's go on to our next guy. Um, now, here's another guy, uh, not unlike Bobby Lashley and Goldberg, who, you know, was in the ring in the early 2000s, disappeared, came back. And obviously, I'm talking about Brock Lesnar. Okay. And uh, Brock Lesnar, I mean, last five years, it's kind of weird. It's like he's always pushed. He's always featured. But I feel like. In terms of in the ring, it's either like a home run or just a, a complete strikeout. I'm not wrong at that, am I, Johnny? No, no, you're absolutely right. And he's had more home runs lately than okay. he's had strikeouts. But, yeah, you're exactly right. And also, it was no character change for the longest time. It's like, hey, it's Suplex City. That's what we're getting forever. Right. And it was... Yeah. Boring as fuck, even though he never stopped drawing because it's Brock fucking Lesnar. And like, yeah, boring, boring. Uh, who's who's he going to choose to work with? Oh, him and Samoa Joe had uh, some pretty good matches. He respected Samoa Joe. They have some good matches. There's a, a, the match with Balor is fucking great. Uh, then there's just a lot of suplex city, suplex city shit that no one wants to fucking see. Uh, just boring, but it sells fucking T-shirts. And then... In the last year, Brock Lesnar reinvents himself as, get this, himself. He's not a character. He's his actual self now. He's a goddamn farmer. He looks like the toughest guy in Letterkenny. He's coming out in fucking flannel and overalls with a cowboy hat on with a ponytail that he's wearing because his daughter said, daddy, I bet you won't wear that on TV. And he said, honey, I will. And does it and got it over. And he's, and he's doing mic work for the first, he doesn't need Heyman anymore for the first time he's on the mic and he's great. And you know, he's not scripted because he's Brock fucking Lesnar. He's not going to fucking bother with the script. And for the first time in a long, long time, I like Brock Lesnar. I, it, it, it's, it's happened over the last less than a year. But before that, I was okay. bored to death with him. Gotcha. Uh, Marty, 
Brock Lesnar. I'm one of the biggest Brock Lesnar marks on planet Earth. Uh, I think he's just the man. I love him so much. Uh, I'll start right where Johnny left off. The shit with Sami Zayn and those promos. When he's talking about Canadian alpha males, that shit was so funny. Uh, So a lot of character, like you said, just a lot of charisma all of a sudden. The Bobby Lashley stuff, he was awesome. You know, just talking trash on Lashley uh, on the mic. Just really good stuff. Uh, In terms of the matches, I agree with what you guys say. There is a lot of home runs, but there's a lot of strikeouts, too. Um, In terms of the home runs, three in a row at Survivor Series, uh, 2017, 2018, 2019. AJ Styles, uh, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio. Oh, I mean, there you go. Yeah, I know. They're three of the greatest of all time. But you have to give Brock a lot of credit for selling for those guys and selling really re- well. Well, I well often, Marty, I would think, what did I, I think I said that. Brock will sell and work with people he respects. When he's I, in there with, when he's went in there with a Braun Strowman, he's going to get punched in the mouth and have a shitty fucking match. Yes. Great. He definitely needs to want to work with somebody. Um, but the thing is, and this is what I say, and I, I really want people, if they go back and watch Brock Lesnar matches, try to really watch how he sells because he is really, really good at selling. Mm-hmm. Nobody sells discombobulation better than Brock, uh, than Brock Lesnar. He, I was looking at Braun Strowman's name. So he is just yeah, so you're good. You're absolutely at that. right. And the another thing that he's really good at is abdomen selling. If you ever watch him sell, uh, like coughing or uh, being doubled mm-hmm. over, he's so good at that. Uh, for a man his size, he's incredibly fast. I've watched him a couple times live, and it's insane how quick he can be when he just like bolts out there. Uh, in terms of strength, obviously crazy strong. Great bumper for his size, too. Definitely a better bumper when he was younger. You can see him take some wow. really crazy bumps in the early 2000s, but still to this day, really good bumper. Uh, in terms of things you know, to, to watch, 2017, we talked about Smojo, AJ Styles, Goldberg. In 2018, the Roman series in 2015, that Roman match at WrestleMania was so good. And I actually, I felt the Roman 2018 series was a letdown. That is a strike against him. But the Daniel Bryan stuff gives him something to take home for 2018. 2019, he has the Finn Balor, Rey Mysterio stuff. The Cain Velasquez stuff kind of really only led to the Rey Mysterio stuff. It really wasn't worthwhile. And the Rollins stuff wasn't that great. 2020, I loved the Royal Rumble. I wanted him to break the record so badly, and I was so bummed when Drew McIntyre threw him over. It's one of the few times. You're, you're, you're the only one. You're the only one because that was the most interesting Drew McIntyre's ever been. <laughs> okay. But I, you, but but I, but I just got to comment on this as as a as a compliment as well. That first half of that Rumble where Brock was just decimating motherfuckers left and right, and Keith Lee comes in, and Brock's like, "Who's this motherfucker?" And he was Brock was a character like yep. you've never seen before in that Royal Rumble. He was amazing. He was, and the thing was, there's I. You know, obviously, I'm in my early 30s now. I just enjoy wrestling for, you know, performance art. You know, I want to see a good story. I want to see an entertaining match. Very rarely am I invested in the outcome. I was very invested in Brock Lesnar breaking that record, and I got really aggravated. (laughs) That was just a refreshing moment. Yes, I felt like a fan again. I actually cared about something, so that was really cool. Um, Oh, actually, another – you know when his character work really started? I was at Money in the Bank in 2019 when um, 
uh, in Hartford, Connecticut, and he won the money in the bank, and everyone was pissed, and they were they should be pissed. He just waltzed in and grabbed the money in the bank. It was stupid booking, but I'm such a Brock Mark, I gave it a standing ovation. But yeah, <laughs> and they should have. But when he was treating the fucking Money in the Bank briefcase as a ghetto blaster and doing the Running Man, that was when I was like, that is the Brock Lesnar I fucking. Yeah, love. there's these little sparks. You know, you know, I'll, I'll bring this up. You know what? That was other uh, the other little spark. Remember when he was feuding with Eddie and then he's like bring out my mariachi band yes. and he's doing some shit and you're like where'd this come from he's great yeah, hey, he hey that, that reminds me do you remember his first UFC win where he does the lasso and he's pulling the lasso and he talks about drinking he said what do you say I'm gonna go home and drink some Bud oh, yeah, it's, it's like, spo- like it's spo- it sponsored by uh, I, uh, excuse me if I'm getting it wrong because I actually saw this too it was sponsored it was by Budweiser or, or yeah. whatever or whatever but he's like Gonna go back and have a Coors Light and have sex with my hot wife. Fuck you and leaves. And it was the greatest thing ever. But, but not, not not until after he did the imaginary lasso. Remember, Johnny? Oh, the lasso. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So the, so anyway, I, so when when Marty brought that up, I was like, okay, I gotta throw that in there. You know that? Hey, you know, yeah. he had glimmers of that. Yeah, he did bring it up. I want to say in an interview with ESPN that he really does enjoy the entertainment aspect. I think if professional wrestling involved no travel, he would be around more frequently. I, I my understanding is he really just hates the travel. He actually enjoys mm-hmm. professional wrestling from I, both. I think he would have been perfect in the territory days, right? Yeah, where he just had to do a little loop. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, he would have done a lot better then. Um, and the last point I just want to make about Brock Lesnar is I really enjoyed the Roman Reigns um, crown jewel match last year. I actually watched it with my Catholic priest uncle, who's always wanted to watch wrestling with me. And he, <laughs> we were watching it. And we were watching the show. He wasn't digging it. He wasn't digging it. But he really enjoyed the main event. And I want to say that was uh, wasn't quite as good as the 2015 stuff, but it was much better than 2018 stuff. So if you want to watch something from 2021, that's good. Watch Roman versus Brock Lesnar. Um, it's heel Roman, babyface Brock. So it's a completely different dynamic than what you're used to. And they work it so well because Roman – sells being overwhelmed so well at the beginning of the match and it's a lucky break where he rings brock's bell up against the ring post and it completely changes the complexion of the match because like the first two to, two to three ma- all minutes, right so you're like he's so having said that yeah. I, I would just like to interject that um we do not condone or endorse any saudi arabia shows anyway having said that continue. yeah oh, oh yeah yeah i, I can't that. i can't watch them i can't watch them made an exception because Roman Brock and yeah, also we're not making an exception but move on move on to the next topic alright anyways I just want to end with this mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar was my number 15 overall I see him in about the same spot got you alright fair enough alright cool alright Johnny um, do you have anything else you want to say about Brock before I move to Tyler uh, no I think I'm good thank you alright Tyler um where, where did he end up last time? He finished number 16 on the overall list. So, oh, Marty, you were, you were right on him. So, I had him at 19. Uh, I think he might move up my list. So, uh, I just – all the matches you guys have talked about, all of them that we we just know, the, the Cena matches, uh, and just his aura and how much of a big deal he's felt like, that, that big uh, – prize fighter feel and i mean i 
you're, you guys are exactly right that there's a lot of home runs and, and strikeouts, but you know, I, I kind of, I kind of bite on those home runs, like, you know, try to go, go big or go home. And I'm, I'm fine with that. So, so I'm, I'm a fan too. I, I may not be quite as big of a fan as you are, Marty, but we're, we're pretty close here. Mm. There was a few times where he was sponsored by Jimmy John's that looked like he was eating too many Jimmy John's and he was just gassed as a motherfucker out there after like two minutes. But, there uh, were some times. He's yeah, got his he, shit together now. He was turning different colors. He was like a hyper color mm. shirt. So for uh, Marty, you're probably too young to, to get that reference since you. Uh, oh, hey, that's that up. <laughs> oh, by the way, Marty, uh, uh, your, your uncle, the, the priest, is, it, is he an Irish Catholic? Yes, he's an Irish Catholic. You got to show him Finley matches. Man. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. I should show him that. Now that I got him hooked. Oh, come on. You got to show us the Finley matches. Yeah. Perfect. All right, all right, Marty. Last wrestler we're going to talk about tonight. Well, there's an addendum, but last wrestler on our list. Um, the tribal chief, man. Roman Reigns, last five years. Now, look. I have a difficult time with Roman Reigns because I know he's been part of some great stuff. John, Johnny gives me the uh, Roman Reigns on SmackDown recaps whenever I talk to him, okay? Um, and I know that, like, people really love his heel character. I think it's about six years late, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Having said that, man, I mean, he's also been a part of some dog shit matches. I was there, one of the worst WrestleMania main events of all time, him and Triple H. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had another one the next year with Undertaker, which was absolutely horrible. I'm not saying it was all his fault, right? Yeah. I'm just saying those are black marks, no matter how you want to look at it. You know? Um, what about Roman Reigns, man? I mean, because, I mean, we can, I'm, I'm going to let Johnny talk about his tribal chief stuff, all right? Okay. Because I know Johnny loves that. Thing. Yes, it's through the through the uh, roof. However, I want you to talk about Roman Reigns before the heel turn. Okay. Over the last yeah. yeah, I could, I'll talk about that. So yeah, so starting in 2017, I think the the bronze stuff at the beginning of the year was really good. I think the Cena stuff in September. I remember watching that. I was visiting my brother in London at the time, and I forced him to watch the pay per view because of Cena versus Roman, and we were both let down by that. I I thought the promos were good leading into it, but the match wasn't that great. Taker match, like you said. Another interesting thing that I forgot about, but I knew happened, but didn't know what year it happened or anything around it, is the Shield reunion. That definitely did not stick. Um, 2018 was a disappointing year. It was the Brock trilogy that didn't really land. Some matches with Smojo and Braun Strowman that didn't land. And then a thing that I really wanted to bring up and I was waiting to bring up until right now was in October of 2018, I was at Providence, Rhode Island. I was eating Dippin' Dots for the first time. Roman Reigns comes out. Everyone is chanting, Roman sucks. Um, I'm eating my Dippin' Dots very you know, quietly kind of cheering Roman a little bit because I was, you know, I'm a Roman fanboy. And Roman says, oh, I'm going to let you guys down. I'm not going to be a fighting champion tonight. I'm like, okay, whatever. He then says, it's because my cancer's returned. I dropped my Dippin' Dots. The whole place goes silent. They got two guys, like, two rows ahead of me. The guy goes, well, now I feel like an asshole. And everyone just goes, thank you, Roman. And I was like, what a fucking weird crowd dynamic this has become. Um, so that was a crazy moment to be a part of. Jesus Christ. But 
Well, I don't. I don't think Roman ever did suck, man. I just think his booking sucked. Oh, he I agree, hundred percent. A long time ago, man. Like back when Johnny and I were arguing on the WWE recaps, he should have been here. Like, yeah. But 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 the matter was the, the the thing was what kind of heel? What what? Because that it was great match after great match after great match. I'm sorry, I, 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 Marty. Please go on. I don't want to interrupt. I just got back. I uh, know, yeah. So there's two, so two things that I want to bridge off of that. One is Roman did not handle the polarized audience as well as Cena. I agree with that 100%. Cena handled that a lot better. Roman did not, and Roman should have just been a heel. He didn't have the same charisma Cena had, and they misjudged the situation. I agree with that. The mm-hmm. other thing that's mm-hmm. really interesting is I think that cancer announcement is when the WWE men's division went to shit, and it's never – well, it finally got back on track thanks to the tribal chief, but it was lost. And I've never seen a Vince McMahon booked men's division. So fucking aimless because was, even though how badly he was booked at that time, he yeah. was the top guy. It still was. And they tried to go with Rollins and it was terrible. They had the Baron Corbin shit. They should have just pushed Ronda Rousey and Becky. They obviously made them the main event. Yes, yeah, they did. But they should have been ending every single Raw and SmackDown with them. But they weren't. They had a lot of Baron Corbin. They had a lot of Rollins. And that was part of the problem. And you can see the ratings and the attendance drop once he announces his cancer. And they really never recovered. Um, so... 2019 was, again, a tough year. He lost to Rowan on pay-per-view, and he lost to Baron Corbin on pay-per-view. He had matches with Shane McMahon. It was a really bizarre year. You think cancer recovery, the crowd was actually cheering him. You know, come on, just capitalize on the goodwill. I was just strange. The D. Bryan match against Harper and Rowan sounds interesting to me. I know I must have watched it, but I I would like to rewatch that. And there there was some, like... Really fun backstage stupid shit about, you know, someone trying to murder Roman Reigns and was it Daniel Bryan? Uh, with the oh, backstage what it was. Yeah, footage and stuff, which, which, which that shit is hit or miss, usually miss. This was good. It, it was good. And it led to Daniel Bryan's uh, babyface turn because it was yeah. actually Rowan. And uh, that's right. how they turned Bryan babyface again. I forgot. And then the Corbin feud is the dog food feud, by the way. Oh, that, that was the, that was bad. Um, I'll let Johnny talk about the Tribal Chief stuff. I oh. love the Tribal Chief stuff. Main event Jay Uso feud was awesome. All the shit with Daniel Bryan Edge was great. Rey Mysterio match, John Cena, the Brock match, Big E. I love the head of the table. Oh, I bought. I bought my mom a Christmas setter that says head of the table on it. She <laughs> is the head of the table in this house. Hey. And so awesome. huge Roman fan um, from beginning to end. I had him at uh, 21 and I see him creeping up mm. mostly because of the tribal chief stuff into the top 20. So go ahead, Johnny, take it away. Tell us why he truly is the head of the table. Well, be- it's because it, uh, we touched upon this. He's the anointed one. Vince is like, that's my guy. That's the anointed one. And how are we going to get there? And I remember thinking a long time ago, because it was based on, actually, might have been in the back of my, I, th- I think the idea of a Samoan dynasty has been in the back of my mind for a long time. Because I've they're always my favorite fucking wrestlers. 
and have been since I was a kid. And Heyman, like, in some uh, promo years ago, uh, brought that up when he was managing Brock. It might have been that snowstorm raw that uh, in the blizzard where they had to do a bunch of just backstage stuff. And brought about, you know, you're out there, you know, repeating a bunch of bullshit, you know, but... You know, you're a tribal chief in this great dynasty. And then they didn't do anything with it for years and years. And that's when they did it. And like, yeah, he needs to turn heel. Stop with this tweener shit. It's not going to work. Cena is the only human being who's ever made that work to that extent. And no one's ever going to do it again. I, I can't. Not to that level. Not to that level. It got to a point. Cena's tweener shit where, where it was. Let's go, Cena. Cena sucks. It wasn't tweener shit anymore. It was all the guys know their lines, and all the kids and the girls know their lines, and he's just the most over motherfucker in the world, and a great actor. And but Reigns is needed to be a heel. And how do you get there? Do the Samoan Dynasty stuff and use Heyman as the mouthpiece and the swarmy guy and. Did they have the Usos immediately join them? No, they did slow, slow, long-term storytelling to bring each of the bro- the, the brothers Uso into the mafia. It, they're doing a mafia story. It's a full-on. It, it's not just. It's not the Samoan Dynasty. It's a Samoan Mafia. That's what all all the shots out there. He's like Don Corleone in his fucking chair, and it, it, it's. Fantastic. And with the Usos and Range, you're getting great fucking matches with everyone they work with because they're all top level fucking talents. And Reigns is amazing, but he just needed the right character. And now we're at a point where this is gonna get cool to the point where we have to turn them babyface eventually. It's gonna it nobody nobody this badass and cool can be a babyface. I mean, I'm sorry, be a heel forever. It's, it becomes the cool heel uh, thing. How do we get there? And I think they still have a lot more stories to tell with that. But right now, them as the most dominant faction that brings up the the entire like, you know what? This is the family of pro wrestling. I hope they you know, never. Is it the McMahon's? Is it the Rhodes? No, it's the Anoais, and it's fantastic. Love it. So but they can't turn a baby. Yeah, two things. Because WWE does not have a book baby faces anymore. Well, yeah, they sure know how to book a heel. Yeah. I know. I was at the no, Boston. No, they, they can't book a baby face. They don't know how. So I was at a Boston house show at the beginning of January, and Robin was the most over baby face on the show. So they do have a problem with some live crowds. It's I'll tell crazy. you, the, the, um, the most over baby face at uh, Raw is Orton. Orton yeah, in Orton's a big bad way. Over. He wasn't in at the big host bad show way. Like, I watch, so that's the thing. I like. I watch all the Raws and the Smackdowns. It's insane how over Randy Orton is right now. It's, it's, it's nuts. bizarre. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I just want to bring up about the Tribal Chief, this is, might be my favorite line in the history of professional wrestling. Um, I think Daniel Bryan, would, when he was coming back, would say something along the lines of, if you believe in your dreams, your dreams will fight. For, if you fight for your dreams, your dreams will fight for you. And so Daniel Bryan's talking about all this dreaming stuff and Hmm. Roman Reigns goes up to him and he goes, dreamers are self-centered. 
I'm not self-centered. I'm about my family. I'm about putting food on that cameraman's table. I'm about putting food on that ring announcer's table. I'm not like you who only puts yourself first. I was like, that is the greatest fucking EO promo against Dreamers yeah. I've ever heard. I loved it. <laughs> nice. All right, Tyler, uh, where did Reigns finish last night? He finished number 40. Uh, I had him number oh, he's 45. Going up. Uh, yeah, oh, he's, he's definitely going up. up. Anything so that had... Johnny or can touch on there that you want to add there, Tyler? Uh, well, to give some context how I think he's going up, I had him 45, and I've got him 18 on my draft now, so I think that's about wow, okay. where he's going to go. And uh, if he if they do turn him back babyface, I mean, because he's getting over – and then he could be off to the races. Well, you're right. They, It's a possibility it'll be a good litmus test. Can they turn him babyface and then manage to fuck it up? Maybe. But they also may put him into, you know, the Mount Rushmore discussion with this. He needed the heel turn to make it happen. You need, well, they're going to have to start talking more than 4,000 people to us this year. What you need is a truly despicable heel to where the baddest bad guy on the planet has to fight the most truly despicable heel. And that person's not there yet right now because there's no character to play with that right now. Oh, I know. Oh, Oh, hey, hold on. I know who should be that character and he'll be there in a couple of months. Yeah, you can't be Mount Rushmore unless you're feeling uh, the the arena's up weak. You turn you turn Roman you turn Roman babyface against an invading Cody Rhodes and his January sixth army. That's my yeah. That's that's my WrestleMania main event and his dumb tattoo. Oh shit! Oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, but no, he can't be Mount Rushmore. You can't be Mount Rushmore until you actually start pulling people. If you think his face turn will start pulling people in. Oh, he's got so much those, more to uh, give. Arenas, you know? No, I'm, I'm not disputing that, Johnny. I'm just saying, when you're talking about Rushmore, when you're talking to Hogan's Austin Rocks, those were sold-out arenas, bro. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, he's not I talk, doing that. Well, oh, when I talk about Rushmore, I talk, I'm talking four heads. So, uh, I mean, no, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got a long way to go. I mean, I mean, there's Bruno Hogan, Austin, and who? Austin, I say Bob Backlund, but uh, Hogan, and then you could uh, throw. It's Scott. Hogan, Austin, Bruno, and then a rotating fourth. So yeah, Vince, put Vince. Rock is there, baby. Get out of here. The Rock is one of the big. Oh, the Rock, the Rock, the Rock. Of course, the Rock. Cena too. The Cena of the Rock. No, the no, Rock. The Rock says we're making this a five-faced monument on no, uh, that. lands that we stole from people. <laughs> Man, I mean, he just doesn't. You know, you gotta you gotta pull the numbers. You know, mm-hmm. so you know. But, shit, they but I think Cena level is in play. I think I think Roman could approach Cena level with, with a successful face run. I I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm saying that could happen. That's I think that is it just on the reminds table. me of a, a lying stone cold when stone cold with Cena. Um, <laughs> he was at the arena. He was looking up at the. It was like before a show, and the, the top level was taped off. 
And Austin was just looking around, talking to Siri, like, yeah, I remember we used to fill this place up. You know, and it was just kind of Austin's little subtle reminder to Cena, like, uh, yeah, we never had to to tarp off the, the arena when I was headlining. Yeah, Cena you should know? have said, yeah, I remember when you were losing to Hacksaw Duggan in six minutes, asshole. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's one of Cena's claims to fame is that he actually brought the business back up. He so, did. I mean, if Roman can do he that, too, that's up, cool. But, no, he, he definitely brought it back up, but it's still very inconsistent, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, having, it's, you know, like, look, man, I mean, I don't really care, you know? Randy Savage might as well be on that now, wish more for me. My, uh, hey, check this out. We did our first show, and uh, I was like, man, you got to be a real idiot not to have Randy Savage as your number one. Man, on my list, I switched Ray Mysterio and Randy Savage. I had no idea I... Voted Ray Mysterio as number one. I thought I had. No, you are a real one. idiot. Uh, uh, yeah. Hey, uh, hey. I don't take Will was busting well, my I mean, balls because I had Randy Savage number three, and he's like, "Defend yourself. How could you not have him number one?" And and I let that go about once, and he's like, "How can you not have him number one?" So the second time, about the second time, I'm like, "Will, you didn't have him number one either. You had him number two. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I think uh, I think you've adjusted the." Balls is what I think you did there, pal. Yeah. Shenanigans. Shenanigans is what I'm calling. <laughs> but, yeah, hey, I never said I wasn't a hypocrite, all right? I'm just saying. I, I had no idea. I mean, that's getting fixed for this round. Mm. But I, I thought I had Randy Savage at number one. I was like, Tyler, travesty. Get the hell out of here. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So, real quick, as we're wrapping this up, right? Uh, guys, because yeah, that, that, we have a quick addendum. Quick addendum. Oh, what's the addendum? And, and we're we're going to talk about this guy every show anyway, because uh, Daniel mm. Bryan had a great world title run during this last few years mm-hmm. when he had a hemp belt, Johnny. A hemp I was wondering belt. why you left this off. Well, 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 I'm only leaving it off only because we're talking about Daniel Bryan every single show we do. It's so the only so this one be so. The addendum here, Johnny, is we're literally only talking about his hemp run world title run. We're not talking All about right. anything outside of that for the show. Right. Well, I, I, I could talk about it for days and days and days, but I won't because we're you know, this has been running a little long. But uh, Daniel Bryan's environmental heel run oh, is the best. the best. The best. Because it's like, how do you make an environmentalist? An asshole. I was like, have you ever lived in Boulder, Colorado? Because I do. <laughs> and the champion yeah. of Boulder, I'm like, I get it, pal. That's what he was doing. It wasn't like, hey, this is Vince going, yeah, I hate environmentalism. No, this is them going, you know, you really hate uh, these in your face assholes about it. He ran with that. The hemp belt was mwah, the greatest, and it was. It, he was doing his version of it was long term storytelling. That that period of time where he's in the um the the Wyatt family because he had to join because a, a contract apparently in a sporting event means if you lose a match you gotta join a cult, and hey the law's the law, and he joins a cult. But they, but in the promos, 
there was this whole undercurrent where he's like got the ear of of Harper and Rowan going, hey, let me tell you what the real deal is, man. And that he has the great, you know, reveal in the cage and beats up fucking Bray Wyatt. Okay, again, best thing, one of the be- best thing Bray Wyatt's ever been a part of was getting the shit kicked out of him in that cage. And and now his his henchman is Rowan. And he's like, you know, you all think he's just a fucking monster. He, he likes, you know, he makes wine and shit, man. He's an environmentalist too. A giant mean environmentalist, both from the hills of Washington. And that run was amazing. And it went it into Kofi Mania. It was, was this, it, uh, Brian Daniels. It was awesome. It, everything about that was awesome. Because it was like, well, how do you turn this guy be a heel? Because this is his return after, you know, like, he'll never wrestle again and all that shit. And, like, how do you make that guy a bad guy again? And he goes full on into it. And he was hated. He was, I mean, for a guy like me, it's like, I couldn't boo him live because I'm like, this is too entertaining. It'd be tough. But you know who I did boo him against live in the living room was Kofi because everything about that was perfect. Oh, oh, you know what's crazy about that, Johnny? Yeah. Is that the best promos and the best vignettes were all on like WWE.com? They weren't even on SmackDown. Uh, yeah, I saw a few of them, man, but everything but about that was, was perfect. The photo shoot with the belts and just mouthing off at the, the photographer it was like some of the oh, best yeah. shit. Well, I've that, ever was, seen. that was the era of um, the fashion police getting them sober, getting themselves over. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot about them. That was great. Getting themselves over on the on uh, the dot uh, com because no one was paying attention. Uh, man, good stuff. I can't. I think environmentalist hemp hemp belt Daniel Bryan might be my favorite ever Daniel Bryan at this point. I I love that run that much. He was so great. I couldn't believe he pulled off a heel turn. Anything to add to that uh, he'll run, that title run? No, uh, not really. Well, I got two, like, tangential things. One, Rowan's heavy metal T-shirts were fucking awesome. That was it. Every week, every week, a different heavy metal T-shirt. I'm a huge fan of Creator, and the fact that he wore, like, a Creator Pleasure to Kill fucking shirt on national TV was sick. The other thing is, I'm a huge AJ Styles booster. I'll take this time to promote AJ. And Daniel Bryan's big opponent during that time period was AJ Styles, and there was a lot of great matches. Yeah, and when when, uh, we do the ROH show, or the ROH wrestlers to WWE, um, you know, in memory of ROH, the company through AJ Styles. Well, no, and and one last thing, again, to that point, uh, is... You're exactly right. Watching for me, Joe is included in this. Watching the ROH guys that I was at the shows in 2000, late 2004, 2005, 2006, AJ, Daniel Bryan, all seeing them in these matches, just killing it and being better than what I saw, you know, just fills me with so much joy. Those, the, uh, in the AJ, uh, Daniel Bryan uh, series here was great because AJ, you know, say what you will about him. He's a goddamn hillbilly, but he's one of the best wrestlers who's ever lived. And I agree with that 100%. Definitely one of the best. Hey, hold on real quick. Where did AJ end up? Do you know Tyler AJ? Uh, give me just a minute. So, stretch right, so the or whatever. Just don't turn on your cameras if you're doing it. If that's code for anything, I don't want to
Uh, I'll say this real quick about AJ. Uh, He's got a lot of dumb tattoos that people thought Vince wouldn't like. Vince didn't give a shit. (laughs) Daddy, let Marty talk. Uh, the 2020 AJ Styles Daniel Bryan match with no crowd, probably the best no crowd match of all time. You're right. You're yeah. right. It was great. Yeah, because those two guys are used to fighting in front of no crowd. <laughs> That's basically what I was thinking. I'm like, oh, they're used to fighting in front of 15. They probably had a similar match in front Literally, of I, I thought the same thing. I'm like, yeah. okay, imagine that those guys have wrestled so often in front of this amount of just the pe- sparse amount of people. They they have a number for it. Are we going to do a number 32 tonight? Yeah, let's go do a number 32. Because that's how many people are in the fucking crowd at, at this goddamn, you know, church fair or wherever the hell these guys were wrestling in 2002 you know that's what's crazy man is that every wrestler of the 80s used to wrestle in front of 50 people every week yeah you know i mean so that's why they're so good they had to go out there and do that shit wrestling especially when they throw in like extras you know Mm -hmm. in the front row or whatever it's just like watching 80s tv not a big deal one yeah. thing that I did like about Pandemic TV before the Thunderdome was so either somebody told them or they decided on their own that because it was super quiet, they needed to wail on each other. If you ever watch Charlotte versus Rhea Ripley, they fucking oh, yeah. smoke each other. And the whole was, time, was that the WrestleMania match? That's the WrestleMania match. But everyone was yeah. wailing on each other for those couple months because somebody was saying, you got to lay it in because nobody can, everyone can hear shit. So you got to make calls. Contact. So oh, it was well, well, real since we're talking about Daniel Bryan, those were the two highlights, right? Daniel Bryan and Sam. Oh, yeah, and, and, Dan, and Daniel so Bryan was like, I like it. I love it. Hit me more. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and we're seeing that violence come out in AEW right now. Man. Yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. Sadistic, sick fuck here, Daniel Bryan. Brian so Daniel. basically, so basically, uh, Bryan and Bree just took over the throne. Uh, from uh, Cody and uh, Brandy, did they did they use the forbidden door? Ooh, time will tell on the roads <laughs> to the top. I, I guarantee you what though, man. Roads to the top is going to be Danielson to the top. Uh, you know, you put no, wait, hold on, on. Say, hold on. Did total did total Bellas just invade roads <laughs> to the top? Ooh, tune in <laughs> next week. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I am very, I am, I am very, you know what, this whole, this whole exercise, I am very happy with just because of that joke. Thank you, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I am very proud of that. Where did AJ show? You have to know this for a future show anyway. AJ Styles finished number 35. He finished number 35 with like two years of... Two years? That's nuts. That's nuts. So... Yeah, those Cena matches. The uh, he had the Roman. With Roman, yeah. Yeah, two. Okay. Yeah, the but one. it was two years. Baron Mikel Cicluna is a, a, in front of AJ with just two years. No, no, I AJ. Don't know about that. When you're literally the best worker, there's two years too, Johnny. Where else mm-hmm. two years that like, like uh, I know, I know. You know. CM Punk was gone, so a lot of the guys that, um, you know, that crowd. It's a little high for all time. Two years. Oh, not really. Two. Mm-hmm. You could have a hot two-year run, 
man, you're gonna get up there. I mean, if you even if you look at it like, but the, the Rock had what a six year run. You know, that's not. I mean, he's like in the top five, top ten, whatever. Well, yeah. A lot of a lot of guys had short runs, but if you're memorable, you're memorable. You know, I mean, it just is what it is. So that that, that doesn't shock. I mean, but having said that, guys, um, it was a great show. I really appreciate both of y'all being on there. Oh, thank uh, you. Mark, Marty, I know we did uh, hold, hold on. Uh, we did the, the heavy metal, uh, hair metal podcast, the trilogy there. Mm-hmm. You do our plugs is, now? Well, yeah, we're going to plug. Hold on. Uh, on, on that uh, trilogy, it was, it was about a third, third of the time was me telling old high school stories uh, that related to the songs. A third of the time was me ragging on Marty's uh, picks. And a third of the time was uh, me agreeing with the other guy we did it with, Ryan, and his picks. And, and that was about the whole show. So make sure you listen to that trilogy. Any, anything else to plug, Marty? Any other shows that were good? No, I mean, I don't have anything that works. You can follow me on Twitter, Superstar Sleaze, S-L-E-Z. Worst wrestling takes ever. Oh, yeah, you got to follow me for all my Creed Brothers love. And, I, uh, and uh, yeah, writingspacemountain.blogspot.com is the blog. Uh, haven't been active recently, but this is actually reinvigorating me. I think I'm going to watch some pro wrestling again. And start with nice. Well, maybe this will reinvigorate you, man. Why don't you join uh, uh, my friend yes. Travis, Kelly Nelson, and I on Mystery Titans Theater every Saturday night live on Twitch. It's our YouTube show. You're aware. Come on, man. Why aren't you on the show? I know. I get invited all the time. Actually, now that I've done this show, there's no reason not to do your show. So I will. No, there is literally no reason. But we use Zoom because it's 2020. You know, shut up. (laughs) The Skype recording feature is super good. (laughs) So I like that. But yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. We could try Zoom. It's the share Uh, screen thing, my friend. So, Johnny, I know you're doing your Legends of Tomorrow show. Yes. And please, and anyone, hey, um, please check check out our show, Gideon Guys. Me and a Vancouver actor, Travis Walashin, we're in the middle of breaking down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow, my favorite superhero show, my favorite show on TV, uh, and uh, it's available on all your podcatcher apps, uh, the PWOM Podcast Network, POM. You know, that's what happened after the big breakaway between the place to be nation and PWO, the big split. And uh, the POM exists, and that's where Gideon Guys is. And if you want to hear us, uh, you know, crack wise about a show that I adore and hope that has slowly become the worst show on the CW to the best show on the CW by embracing insanity and weirdness and love. Uh, and uh, we're in the middle of it. And uh, Travis has not found the love yet because we're still in the middle of it. Uh, but check it out. So, Thanks. So what about what about, what about this uh, Twitch thing that's happening? On oh, okay. Night? Well, that's mystery Mystery Titans Theater every uh, Saturday night on Twitch. You look for the uh, address Jarvis Washing Machine. Also, to watch the show on YouTube that we post later uh, is under Jarvis Washing Machine, and that's where we watch old wrestling and. Make fun of it 
or mark out for the good stuff. You and Kelly, the the, the former Canadian side. Yes, this is this is me, Travis Walashin. Kelly Nelson has been brought out of retirement to be a regular on almost every show, and a rotating cast of characters, including some. Um, we've had some stand-up comedians from Canada. We've had. Uh, you know, uh, uh, people that you'd know, we, I, I want, I, I, Will, I want you. I want all of you. you Why know, did me on this ever? You've never set I, a date. Well, you're like, you're going to watch episode. WWF with me. Because that's a lot of WWF. But how would you feel, Will, about watching Dick the Bruiser's promotion, Bruiser Bedlam Wrestling from 1987? Oh, is this the Indianapolis shit? Yes, we do the Indianapolis shit. We do California Championship Wrestling. We do it all. And we also do a lot of house shows of WWF that are out there. Thanks to the donations. Thanks to the donations of many great fine fans that we have out there on YouTube who are giving us footage to do. We did PWI's Lords of the Rings, and YouTube censored the shit out of that show. But... Uh, it was still oh, fun to do. Check. It was Bill after he was he he was up, upset with how uh, we handled that one. But uh, yeah, check it, check it out live on Twitch and on YouTube, Mystery Titans Theater. It's a blast. All right, man. Good, good deal. And uh, Tyler, uh, what what's going on uh, with all the our place to be? Folks here? Yeah. So. Uh, First thing is we are finishing up the results from last year's stretch project, which was the greatest WCW wrestler ever. Uh, We are into the top 100. Those results drop every Friday at placetobenation.com. So Norman the lunatic. Well, we will see where he falls. I thought they were like (laughs) nine. Yeah, I, I don't think he... I don't think he placed, but uh, if my father was voting, that was my father's favorite wrestler. Norman, Norman the Lunatic, Lunatic was my That's father. Fantastic. Would, I watched wrestling. My father would be reading his newspaper, and he'd lean over. Uh, and just, I, I'm in my early twenties. I'm, I'm high, just trying to pretend that he doesn't know I'm high. And he'd just lean over his newspaper, and Norman the Lunatic, when he goes, Norman the Lunatic, that's fucking funny, and go back to his newspaper. He he just thought he was hilarious. That's, That's awesome. Hey, so so we also are doing uh, this project that we're talking about uh, is all over on Facebook, so you can join the discussion there. Um, and if you if you can't find that, uh, shoot me a note; I can get you into that. Um, and uh, we we'll just uh, promote the um, what they're they Scott and Justin call the the quad of pods now that is. Uh, the North-South Connection, where you'll hear this pod. So if you're listening to this, you, you've already found that. Uh, the Place to Be Nation wrestling feed. The Place to Be Nation has a uh, pop culture feed. And uh, Jennifer Smith has her own feed called The Jenny Position. So um, there's a lot of good content right. on there. So Fair enough. All right, cool. All we, right, should well, bring, we should bring the two back together. Sounds and like be the P-W-O-M-P-T-B-B-N. It's the longest, <laughs> the longest acronym ever. <laughs> that was the dumbest shit. We got to add a lot back. I guess this is my debut on the North-South Connection, so that's cool. 
Wait, hold on. Which We're building one, bridges, which one, Travis? Which one did our uh, hair metal show, show up on? I think that was on the wrestling feed because I yes. told Scott that I was going to talk about wrestling during it. <laughs> Dude, we, we talked about wrestling like, like for a total of like 32 seconds. I know. <laughs> so there was just a hair metal podcast in the middle of this wrestling feed. Okay, while we're pulling back the curtain, when I first started, I was like, I want to do a Legends of Tomorrow podcast, and this is the this is the one I, I pay money into. Uh, hey, can I do a non-wrestling show on pro wrestling only? And there was a little bit of a, well, I don't know. I'm like, you do know I like, like help pay for this shit, right? And my friend runs it. Yeah, go ahead. Do whatever you want. I'm like, hey, why don't we just do whatever we want? <laughs> the they fuck? added an app to it. They made it the Plum. That's how they the Plum. That's how we come up with Plum. The worst name ever. <laughs> that's not the worst name ever, but man, all these For a podcast network, Plum. So is there any North-South connection shows that don't have a North and a South person? I guess me and Johnny are North and Will and Tyler, you're South, but like... Hey, I was born in Kentucky. I was born in Kentucky. I can go... I was born in Kentucky. I can go either way. Okay, that's yeah. true. You could go either way. But is that like a qualification to be on the North-South? Is there has to be somebody from the North and somebody from the South? Like, what's the deal? No. Wait, wait, Tyler's actually from the Red Basket. Oh, he's from Kansas. Yeah. I'm sorry, Tyler. My bad. I, you did say you're from Kansas. My bad. Hey, uh, if I may, this is literally us doing backstage shit, right? Uh, we need to kind of wrap this up for the audience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I tried to Johnny interrupt me. Sorry. I tried oh, to say if you can't make, hey, if you can't run your own house, I will. Dude, I ain't worried about this house, man. It already fell down a long time ago. <laughs> Animal house. All right. For everybody out there listening, appreciate you. If you've stuck around this long, and, uh, we're going to have more of these shows uh, in the weeks ahead. If, you're, if you stuck this. around this long, hit your medical alert bracelet. You've clearly <laughs> fallen down and can't get up. <laughs> that's how we're going to end it. Right. Well, I have to finally decide. Say yes to one and let the other one ride. There's so many changes and tears you must hide. Did you ever have to finally decide? Sometimes there's one with big blue eyes, cute as a bunny, with hair down to here and plenty of money. And just when you think she's that one in the world, your heart gets stolen by some mousy little girl, and then you know you better make up your mind and pick up on one and leave the other behind it's not often easy and not often kind did you ever have to make up your mind Did you ever have to finally decide?